Welcome to the No Practice Podcast, where we cover the only sport in the world where there is no practice. With your mini rod driving host, Adam Kester, Tyler Slaw, and Chase Richardson. Strap in for some debates on the world of pulling, exclusive special guests, and a whole lot of nonsense BS. The No Practice Podcast starts now. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another rip-roaring edition of the No Practice Podcast. It's been two weeks, and we are back with our hosts, Adam Kester, Chase Richardson, and myself. Adam's feeling a little under the weather. He's only going to be sipping water tonight. Chase is feeling feisty as always and looking... No reverse takeoff jokes tonight, boys. No reverse takeoff jokes, okay. guys. Uh, uh, Chase, that's a tally already in the we get it. Adam backed into the sled and... An interruption. That's a double tally. First tally of 2024. First tally. Yes, for those of you not watching, only listening, uh, we've got a tally for every time Chase interrupts because it's getting so out of hand. And that's a tally for both of them right there. Let me quick get that. Uh, Adam, how are we doing tonight? Oh, not too bad, boys. How's it been going? It's been lovely, man. It's been lovely. Have you been been, uh, building building any engines, Adam? Uh, Yeah, I think every day. Gaining ground, I hope, on, on whatever I'm working on. I'm just kind of split myself up all over the place, making some new cylinder heads, repairing some blocks, doing some uh, cylinder head work. Just whatever the day comes up with is what I jump on. Yes, Maybe we were on the- some customers like me and Tyler that don't tear our stuff up, right, Tyler? Yes, we never tear up anything, Chase. That's right. Uh, we were on the phone with you last night, Adam, just chit-chatting, and you got too close to a CNC machine, and it uh, it sounded like you were in some sort of blender. And talk about the speeds and feeds and depth of cuts. Uh, for the small, small bit of our audience that has a mild machining background, just how much material do you take off of a cylinder head when you're roughing those things out? So on the cylinder head, the first operation is a uh, inch-and-a-half, three-flute, uh, it's five inch long end mill, and I run about two hundred thousands deep uh, at three hundred fifty inches a minute. So it'll it'll throw some hoosties off the old end mill there. But uh, we have through spindle coolant, so and um, you know good Haas machine. We um, that's moving for any any machinist that would know that. Yes, it was impressive. Uh, on our end, it just sounded like, <laughs> and you're like, one yeah. of the chances we could do a podcast live from your machine shop with me yeah. and Tyler running machinery while you coach us on it. Can that ever- That's fine. I need all the help I can get. I and need we all the help disclose I can which get. customers it's going to, but I think That's that fine. could be in the horizon. And we we will not, we will not even charge MBR engines uh, for the free advertisement. And yeah. once again, yeah, some, guys, some of this stuff is so easy a caveman could do it. So Chase, you should have no problem. Well, I'm the one well, that looks is. like a caveman, so I feel like I might be able to pull that off. That's a big Here statement. I'm a, I'm a caveman. Uh, welcome back, fans. If you're uh, just joining in, we love interacting with you. Please tell us where you're tuning in from, how much you love the show. Tyler and Adam, I haven't had a chance to tell you guys this, but to, to say that we are have a growing audience and that people are fans of our podcast is probably an understatement. 
you know, and we, we, we see the numbers each week, but I got to experience it for the first time at a pulling event, you know, because I think when was our first podcast in October, I think or somewhere early October. Yeah. It was there's been no pulling since yeah. So for those of you not keeping up, there was a pulling event uh, that I went to and competed at last week in Ocala, Florida. And yeah, I hear we're going to have the winner of the uh, Saturday night mini rod class on the show tonight, aren't we? Yeah, uh, I, it was my tractor was illegal. I didn't have my front hitch fixed yet. Uh, there was there was a couple pullers not happy about that, but I did get permission to go before I went down there. It is okay. getting fixed next week. But anyway, back to what I was saying about this podcast and our growing audience, gentlemen. First pull I've been to, I think I had probably close to twenty people. Uh, a few of them pullers, but a lot of them fans who stopped me and approached me talking about how much they love the podcast and. To me, the numbers all mean one thing, but when you see these people in person, I wasn't quite prepared for it. Uh, it's very exciting. In fact, two cool things happened. First thing is, and Adam, I know you're going to smart off about this. I flew to Florida. I didn't drive the semi. And when I was in the airport in Orlando, Florida, I got stopped by a guy. He said, man, I love the podcast. And I said, really? Where are you from? He said, I'm from Iowa. I watch every show. Bring Billy Beers back. I should have took a picture <laughs> of the guy. So that was that was cool moment number one but the second cool moment was saturday at ocala it was not far before the the pool started a guy stopped me a fan and walking to the stands he said man you guys are the greatest thing that's ever happened to pulling so for those of you that don't know about the no practice practice podcast being the greatest thing ever happened to pulling this one guy somewhere does think so so we love our fans we're going to eventually get to a point and do some fun stuff as we get going the season but the podcast has grown. If you don't know about it yet, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, like, share. Let's make this sport as big as we can while having fun doing it. So, guys, whenever you all have your next pull, you're going to know what I'm talking about, about the No Practice Podcast fans. And we got to get some graphics on our vehicles. Uh, Tyler brought that to our attention. I mean, No Practice Podcast, yeah. mini rods. We're, yeah, we're still waiting for some other things that's supposed to be coming too, so it ain't no big deal. Yeah, Chase is a man of many empty promises, but uh, Chase, that's here to good he good to hear some good words from down there in Florida. Uh, I hope you didn't break your arm patting yourself too hard on the back there with all the good notes for the podcast. No, no, absolutely not. And for those of you, you know, pulling is a summertime dominant sport. You know, wintertime, as of late, the last few years, we have gone to Ocala, Florida and pulled and gone to a, a, another event in Florida and Man, the, the growth is real and it, it's happening there. Uh, when, when I say that, on Friday night, the stands are full. I believe they said it's a 5,500, 6,000-person 5, venue. But Saturday night, the fire marshal from Ocala literally showed up to the event, shut the gates down, would not let them bring anybody else in, meaning they were over capacity. But Come when on. that happened, the pe people, no, people started lining up their trucks, watching from the top of their trucks outside the gated the, the gated facility. So when, when we talk about this sport growing and being in a good place, I mean, if you haven't been to the pool in Ocala, Florida, add it to your list. The weather was great. First class event. It is different type of pulling. I mean, there's no debating that, but the quality of the show was top notch. When you and, say it's different, uh, is that because you were able to win the mini rod class or? Uh, it was different because, you're not going 300 feet. Adam loves distances. At that pool, you actually know how far you're going. Oh, at least we, Adam. We had a, 
we, we, we had a good hey, idea. Man. The, the, the dirt hey, is okay, different. Okay, so, so let, let that be told. How long was the track there? Adam's number one question, how long's the track? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like 275 feet. We'll put you in a sand pile. Okay, so that's, that's, sure. further, that's further than Louisville, correct? Oh. It is. It's about 30 feet further. Um, it is 30 feet. But the, the dirt in Florida, and again, for you people that are tuning in for the first time and are growing pulling fan community, different parts of the, of the country, there's different types of dirt. The dirt in Florida is not typically anything we see anywhere else. Um, it's a red sandy dirt, but the guys do a really good job of keeping moisture in it and, and putting it back together. I figured it would have been rock. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll save those subject for another day, Adam. I know we, how much you love complimenting all the bright things in this sport, but it's, it is a, uh, <laughs> a unique surface, uh, different sled we typically pull with. But, you know, the part that really blows my mind about this, though, get back to what I'm saying about this sport being in a good spot. So you have people getting turned away. There's 6,000 plus people in this arena for a, for a pool that's a regional base pool. And then in Bradenton, Florida, you have, I believe it's called U.S. Street Nationals Pro Mod Racing Event where, you know, they get more coverage than Ocala Tractor Pool. I mean, that's not a secret, but you look at their live stream, there's like 10 times more people at Ocala Tractor Pool than there is U.S. Street Nationals. So Seriously? what makes sense about I mean, I, probably not 10. I'd say there's probably seven to eight times more people at that tractor pool than a, a well-known drag racing event. So you tell me this sport's not the best – is the most unknown, best-kept secret in the world of motorsports. I mean, it's pretty organic whenever you can – asses in the seat or asses in the seat. The other part that's crazy to me is that at that same venue in Florida, they have an event coming up, and I'm a drag racing fan, in March – uh, I think it's called World Series of Pro Mod, where it pays $100,000 to win. And, again, there's 10 times more people at Ocala Tractor Pool than there are at that event in, in March in, in, in Bradenton. So I don't know how we do it, but something's not right about that math, uh, 100000 versus what we're, what the winnings paid in Ocala. Uh, but we're idiot, idiots enough to still keep going back. But yeah, I'm, something I'm needs to be sure changed. It, I'm sure it ch- covered that uh, flight home. <laughs> it didn't pay. It didn't pay for my bar tab though at the airport. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, those those add up. Hey, that, Adam, that, that fan that, that fan that stopped you was that? Did CJ go with you to? Um, did he fly down? Uh, he did, but he didn't fly me. He didn't fly with you. Uh, no, he you, didn't. you flew flew private. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I got private jet out there waiting outside the shop hell i flew a helicopter down at him yeah okay. yeah i figured so <laughs> yeah but no ocala florida fans are great we got more people at uh, ocala tractor pool than we do a premier drag racing event so we just got to figure out how to do the math on the numbers the math of the attendance is there in person there's just gotta be better math on the purse uh, so do you, do you think that has anything to do with maybe, you know, this time of year, there's not a lot going on NBA, you know, it's kind of mid season. Then you got, you know, like obviously NFL, you know, championship weekend was last weekend. You got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. Like, is it this time of year that are just asking for people, you know, they, they're looking for something to do. Um, you know, obviously people want to be entertained. Um, I think that probably really helps them out that, down in Florida, the weather's good, and they get to watch racing instead of maybe a, a another sport. 
my opinion is, you know, I don't know how many true diehard pulling fans or, or NFL fans. I think they're casual, but I think we have our own crowd or our, our own audience that we can create because this is an all-American sport. These are real people. You know, I did fly riding a, flying a plane down there, but we're all pretty regular guys that, you know, just happen to do this motorsport for fun. And, you know, when you go to a tractor pull, you don't see a lot of nonsense that may offend some people at other sporting events. And I don't want to get in politics or any of that stuff up here, but you, you got know, close to Chris. It's the greatest motorsport in the world, in my opinion, because of the people in it and just the genuine reality of just regular people doing regular things. That's just my take, though. Yeah, good. I'll just say it's good weather. You get some tractors that come down there that don't normally go, but, you know, like Hurt and you guys, um, you know, even <clears throat> like Mary Keel. And, I mean, there's a lot of really good tractors that go to that pool. Some of them go for the weather. Some of them want to go just because they love pulling. Um, it's probably looks to me like it's a more enthusiastic crowd than in more places, you know, um, for sure. some cheer, some cheering, getting stuff going on. Of course, when you have a sand pile at the end of the, of the course and they know they can't go further than that, that's why I, I think they really see, um, they can judge the distance better, I guess. I yes. think we need to change your little name to Adam distance matters. Kester. That's right. right. Adam wants to it's know how far the track is. Pulling distance. Well, guys, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to hit on this all the time just just because simple simple thing. If I didn't watch the pool this weekend, I had some other stuff was going on. My grandmother died and we were doing some other stuff. I just didn't have time to watch. But that being said, it wasn't very hard to sorry figure out. Sorry about your grandmother too, by the way. Sorry about Thank your grandmother. You. Sorry. sorry to, I won't you know, track for that. I hate to bring it up, but we all know what happened there last year. Um, you know, mini rod flipped over one of the most tragic accidents we've seen, you know, or at least violent looking accidents we've seen there. And it was kind of violent. It's pretty violent. But this year, what the only thing that really changed the dirt's the same. The sled's the same. They let the damn track uh, be a little bit longer. What do you know? Everybody made really good looking passes. So when you chain more them on, down, on the, a lot of wheel speed, they get, that up, they get out of control. Later, right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Later in this show. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but no, just just uh, my point. We got, you know. we got some other. We got some other big news. We got to get to though, Adam. And you can give me a tally for this because as we're growing, Interrupt our audience again. is growing. New, new breaking news straight out of the No Practice Podcast headquarters. Our next episode, episode ten, will be our first ever live in person No Practice Podcast with you fans at a pulling event. You heard it here. Friday, February 16th, right outside of Freedom Hall, 5 o'clock. The No Practice Podcast will be live, us three on set. Uh, we will have free koozies, free giveaways. Tyler may or may not have an adult beverage challenge with a fan or two. Uh, there's only so, many, so much we can say prior to the event. Uh, but when we get there, we can probably do what we want, maybe. Uh, but mark your calendars. If you're in global, come see us. It's obviously free to get into this part of the 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 facility, a uh, great place to come have a couple of adult beverages prior to the Friday night session, Freedom Hall. Adam, Tyler, um, what do you think about the first ever live in-person no practice podcast with our fans? I mean, it's going to uh, be good. Um, we're, we're, we're seeing people. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, ahead, Tyler. Adam, I just want to see Tyler down <clears throat> beers in front of people. That's all I want to see. I want to see him tally me up. I give give him one too. But um, I just want to see you pound beers 
and challenge people to out drink the drink with the speed that you can chug a beer. That's all I gotta say. I yes. want to see that. Yes, we're we're gonna challenge some random fans possibly if they can uh, greater my consumption rate on a uh, glass of uh, cold beverage. Then perhaps they'll get some sort of prize for this. Um, we're looking forward to seeing people. Um, it was cool to see people on Facebook, you know, tagging us that uh, got the T-shirts. You know, Jason was one of them. He said he got the – he posted a picture of himself wearing it with the Billy Beers T-shirt he said he got as well. Um, it's cool to see people engaged and loving it. But uh, I won't I won't praise us up too hard because I was giving Chase <laughs> such a hard time for it. So, But we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. And more information to come uh, in terms of that event. Again, it's going to be on a Friday. Free giveaways, free koozies. Farm Show Week is coming up, probably arguably the biggest week in pulling all year. Uh, I know we want to get into some more content about that, but Friday, February 16th, 5 o'clock, No Practice Podcast. Adam, take us into our next segment because I think it has to do with the Farm Machinery Show. There's a lot of people coming to town for that event, I hear. There's a few that go by there. Um, you know, that great 245-foot track inside with uh, all the suites and of people that show up every night and and whatnot but you know i think what we're going to talk about this this particular uh, segment if you want to call it one everybody knows how great the farm machinery show is unfortunately for us mini rod pullers we don't really get to participate in there chase with the two-wheeler has which i just saw went up for sale it's pretty crazy getting rid of that thing huh um but I get invited I, if i can't get get invited i'm done yeah, Jesus. he couldn't make it into the farm show, yeah. so he's out. Right. So as as spectators, you know, all going in there, I've I've donated a few thousand dollars to that establishment and beer and tickets and and whatnot. Hell, Chase, your your uh, your dad and, and friends have a split a suite and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I, think what, I don't know. People, I don't know if people know this. I'm from Kentucky, so I'm you know I'm not I'm not far from Louisville, and I know facts about the state of Kentucky that most people probably don't, but the, the farm machinery show is the number two revenue week for the city of Louisville all year. Louisville, Kentucky is the biggest city in the state. You know, the first revenue, no, the biggest revenue week of the year is something called the Kentucky Derby. You may or may not heard of it, uh, but yeah, they've the got, second they've, biggest. They've got horsepower there as well, I hear. Yeah, the, yeah. the second biggest week from a revenue standpoint is the national farm machinery show. There's 300,000 people coming to town for the show total, uh, Jeez. which, which if you don't know, the show itself is free, you know, to, to enter, but the, the tractor pull is obviously the, you know, the, the main entertainment in conjunction with the show. And those, uh, th that's a, that's a pretty big high dollar operation. And in, in fact, you know, I don't know yeah. what the payouts are, but, Tyler, did you come across an article of what the purse money is at that pulling event? Yeah, the, I, show? The, the biggest revenue, second biggest revenue week in the state of Kentucky. Is yeah, I kind of find that hard to believe well. almost that it's the second largest revenue generating because it says that there's, I found an article saying that there's over $300,000 in prize money. That, that's over $300,000. That's a whole lot of money. money. Wow. Yeah. That'll prize pay money. for one pro stock. That'll pay for half of a pro stock. <laughs> well, yeah, to buy it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's 300,000 total. You think that's all they're making at that event? Or like, you think they're like, you think that's got to be like 75% of the oh. money that's made there, right? We can do some math. You want to do some math? Oh, do some math. 
So what? I are, guess what, this, we could call this the weigh-in segment because we're going to weigh yeah. in on something here. All right, okay. we're weighing so in. We're going to weigh Marshall in Mountain. the amount of money gets shoveled into the okay. state of Kentucky what a, Air Board. What a, Hang what on a second. Got? That three that three hundred that three hundred thousand dollars. That's did you have a proof of an article? Backstage director. Is there an article somewhere we can view to look at that, or is that hang on? Uh, not official yeah, probably, content because we got we got to back this up now. You, you didn't pull this off Wiki. You, you, you didn't pull this off of WikiLeaks or anything, did you? No WikiLeaks. <laughs> you can't throw shit against the wall and hope it sticks. Let's prove this first. Uh, since every we, we we have to we have to give credit to an article since everything you find on the internet is absolutely true. So this has to be true. Yeah, it was uh, it was on fcma.com uh, to directly quote the article. Nearly 200 drivers will compete over several days before an audience of 80,000 attendees for the chance to bring home a share of over $300,000 in prize money. So, and that's it's, on it's, okay. it's on the internet. It's got to be. For you fans that are viewing live, we have an article there, $300,000. For you listening to our podcast, take Todd's word for it. There is an actual article. That we're going off here, off here. So, okay. So let's run the numbers. numbers. We've got, yeah, let's run some numbers. got what? When's when's Friday, Saturday, right? Five sessions. There's five, two on Saturday. Okay. And I think a good way to break this up, and fans, we want your all's interaction on this because we don't know exact numbers, but we know we have enough fans that can maybe answer some of this stuff. So as we ask questions, please chime in to 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 correct us because we're going to be really conservative conservative on this math. So I would say Wednesday yeah, and Thursday crowds are kind of in the category of their own because it's not as big as the last three. So yeah. What do you, what do you think? Let's, the start, with, let's start with is? tickets. Let's start with tickets. Yeah. What do you think they cost? So Average. you got your lower bowl, you got your upper bowl. They're not getting sold out. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably numbers. say $20. Cause I'm pretty sure a lower arena ticket costs 40. Again, please tell us fans if we're, off our numbers, so if they're forty, we'll Lowers call it half. Forty, yeah, we'll call it half. So and lower sold out. Lower, so sold we're going out. twenty dollars. We'll say twenty dollars. Capacity is eight. Uh, for a Wednesday or Thursday, I would say nine thousand people. Call it twelve thousand. No, let's call 12, it ten thousand. Call it ten thousand. Ten thousand. Well, that's ten thousand for Wednesday and Thursday. Math. What's the math on that? Twenty dollars a ticket. You're timesing that by ten thousand. That's that's. Hang on, let me run the numbers. That might not be right. Guys, you're talking about ones okay, and twos yeah, and zeros. Guys, that's we're doing it. Nice. This is this is an ex- this is an exercise. This is an exercise. Okay, yeah. This is this is to prove how stupid we are. So you've got two hundred thousand yeah. dollars on Wednesday night, two hundred thousand dollars on Thursday night. So you're bringing that total okay. to uh, we'll four hundred thousand dollars. Somebody yeah, write yeah, that down. Just, just conserve the numbers. Four hundred k backstage operator. Keep a tally for us. So we're four hundred. a load of money. Now you've got Friday. What do you think capacity Friday? is for Friday? Well, I know they've sold out fr- Friday and the two Saturdays last year in capacity. I'm told it's eighteen thousand. So we gotta say eighteen thousand, right? You want to so, go eighteen? Yeah, I say eighteen. We 18. we still gonna we get some that. comments now. Hang on, we're, we're we're being very conservative. Some of our fans are saying wow, six tickets cost a thousand dollars. Forty-five oh, for wow. Saturday night. Six we're we're going to do the farm show a favor. We're going to do we're going to do them a favor with these numbers. So let's just say eighteen thousand Friday night, Saturday at noon, Saturday night. So eighteen thousand times three. What's that, Tyler? 
Well, you've got eighteen thousand, and then we'll times it by the ticket cost. Okay, okay, mathematician. Okay, so eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand times twenty. Let's do twenty. Yeah, let's stick with twenty. Times twenty. Now we'll guys. That's three hundred and sixty thousand. Now we're going to times that by three. Three sessions times three. Friday, Saturday afternoon, then Saturday night. Times that by three. That's 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 one million eighty thousand dollars. One million, one million, how much? One million eighty thousand dollars. So we're going to add that to the four hundred thousand of the other Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. So let's let's call it, we'll just call it one point four million. One point four million. Just to be fair, well, just for technically sales, one again, one point four eight. Okay, one point four eight. Sorry, sir. One point four yeah, eight. One point four eight million. Yes. We can't ignore numbers again, two places past the decimal. Come on. But again, th- these guys are dropping 300000 for the purse money now. So we, there's something else we're missing here. Yeah, so but they, point, they, 1. they got, million on ticket sales. But they got to rent the facility. What no, you let's think? not. Oh, let's get, well, let's, get, no, well, let's get back to the facility. So the other thing is, can, can you bring your own beer to this pool or you got to buy it there? No, or you, you got to buy it. You gotta buy it. Okay, okay. And we we all we all know the pulling fans like their adult beverages. So oh, this, this, and, will be we can little, see, this will be a fun little exercise. This will be a so fun our exercise. fans don't let us forget. We can see the fans saying beer sales all caps. <laughs> Just add the beer sales. beer sales. Beer sales. Okay, so how many people? So we got our math. We got ten thousand on Wednesday, Thursday. Call eighteen thousand at three Friday, Saturday, and the two Saturday. What percentage of people in there drink a beer oh. on Wednesday and Thursday? Wednesday and Thursday is like a go 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 slow night. Two. Speak for yourself. Two. So no, no. How many? What percent? What percentage of people? I would say twenty five percent of people are drinking beer in there. Minimum. I would That's give so a low. Little little bit more than that. On yeah. on Wednesday and Thursday though. On Wednesday and oh, Thursday. Twenty five percent. Yeah. So what's twenty five percent of what's twenty five percent of ten thousand? Again, this is a math exercise for all you point fans. 2,500. 2,500. No, 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 no. 2,500? 25% yeah. of 10,000? Yeah, come on, Chase. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Jesus, sorry. boys. No, you're, you're no, wonder, I can't, no, no yeah. wonder I run the wrong gears all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so 2,500 people are drinking two beers, let's say. So two beers. So that's right. 5,000 beers. Right. Yeah. How much are they? $10 a piece? It only costs $2 for a beer, right? No, I think the beers are more than that. I think they're close to 10 Adam, beer price. Come on. Five. No, Chase, are 10. they five? They're 10 Fans, does any fan know how much a beer costs? No, they're not. They're $8. They're, they're $8. I think two beers last right. year was 16 bucks. $8. Eight bucks. So based on 10,000 people and 25% of the people in the stands are going to be drinking, each fan's going to drink two beers a piece, and the price per beer, not including tip, is going to be $8 a piece. That means each night there's $40,000 in beer sales, and that is just on Wednesday night. So then we're going to times that by two for Wednesday and Thursday. That's 80000 80, So 40000 per session, and you've got five sessions, right? No, 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 Tyler. Hang on. People get turned yeah, up. Remember, on, on on Friday and Saturday, that number goes from twenty five percent of people to fifty percent of people. And there's actually there's probably actually more than that. We'll just call fifty percent of people in there. Yeah. For Friday. I mean, personally, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm doing at least ten beers every session of the farm show. 
So for all you outliers out there, Tyler and probably myself make up for it. Uh, yeah. With our heavy beer consumption, but let's just go up to two beers a piece. Guys, I'm into pulling and at the farm show. I'm pulling my own weight when it comes to drinking beer. All right. Yeah. Okay, what is so, that sweet? Is it sweet R or is oh, it sweet S? Yeah, we got we get right. we are getting ahead we of ourselves. We, we gotta no get beer. back to the thousand Wednesday. Forty thousand Thursday. That's another eighty thousand to our total pot of one point four eight, bringing our total to one point five six, correct? Yep, and we gotta get through Wednesday we gotta get through Friday and Saturday. So Friday okay, we're calling half the crowd, so nine thousand. Nine thousand people are drinking you still nine thousand people two are drinking beers. two beers. 9,000 yeah. people drinking two yeah. beers a piece. Not everybody has a problem like you. Not probably everybody has a problem like you and me. Yeah. Speak for yourself. You're hoisting that beer up there, mister. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got uh, 18,000 beers times that by eight. That's 144,000. Add that to that. And then, so you want to just round and do you want to just say 300,000 beers or $300,000 in beers yeah. between Friday and Saturday? So I that's, that's 1.86. Yeah. I think so. We're at $1.86 million, but they got to rent the yeah, they got to rent the yeah. venue though. Who owns it? I don't know. Well, I actually think, folks, I think the uh Freedom Hall is owned by Kentucky, isn't it? Kentucky, the owners of the show. Adam, do you pay do, Adam? Do you pay rent to, to live in your own house? In the house, if I don't believe that. Okay. What year was that place built? It was like 1958, 1963. If they haven't paid off the mortgage on that place, they're dumb. Okay, so I'm gonna say they probably don't pay rent. Okay. But they also have a, they have a workers. There's, I mean, there's there's overhead. I mean, I, I get it. This is the best pool in the yeah, world. They I, got the best people running. I, it. I, I'm not discrediting that. I looked it up. The Kentucky the Kentucky State Fair Board does own Freedom Hall, which okay. good for them, I guess. So. Yeah. So so they got to pay yeah. their employees. They got to pay the light bill. They got to pay the janitors and the people that clean the restrooms, yeah. all that stuff. That, How about uh, the people that come in for parking? Yeah, we won't we won't get to that. So parking's free. I do know they have they have sponsorship. No, they have a, a title sponsor huh? for this. I'd say they probably it's twelve dollars for parking. Uh, come on. So they have it. They have a title sponsor for this event i'm sure they they probably get enough to pay for their employees and for all the overhead in terms of just the manpower and they also have concessions we didn't even talk about what a cheeseburger costs we'll just act like the everything else is a wash because that's probably i'd say they, they're not hurting on any of that so on ticket sales and beer sales alone everything else is a wash and paid for we're at 1.9 million is that right or 1.8 million yeah, something like that. It's been too long. In the, in, in the in the in the pullers and the, the, for those of you tuning in and trying to understand our sport and understand how what, how awesome it is from a fan standpoint, but we're kind of looking at this through competitors. It don't take a, a mathematician to figure out that one point eight million dollars and and three hundred thousand dollars don't really go well together. I'm not saying that it needs to be. And a head up, heads up split, but could you imagine if they would just double that number to six hundred thousand? What that would do for the what that would do for pulling and competitors? What's your all's thoughts on that? Honestly, well, uh, my opinion on the whole thing is I think that with prize money, you know, I'm not saying that they have to, like you said, go in half. They gotta, you know, keep something in mind there for the puller. I think that's across the board in any venue that puts on a pull, you know, um, I think, you know, 
they could easily get more money into that event to the pullers easily. Yeah, I mean, no, everyone they need to make money. They need to do what they need to do. But something about that math just does not add up to me, especially when you consider where the sport is in terms of the technology and the equipment. And it's not like we're hurting for people watching it. I mean, again, well, they they did buff the floors last year. You know, I did see that. Oh, I can't. I well, bet that cost a in, good cost a good in, half a in that dollars. pool's defense. How many people do you think they turned away, including Chase, to not compete? Hundreds. It's the best. It's the most prestigious pool. Hundreds. So, I mean, from their standpoint, why change? They've got a lineup of people out the door that they're saying can't compete, Chase included. And, and until someone, you know, could have, Mike Connie with his event, the Mac, the Mac Winter Nationals, that's a guy who pours every dollar he has back into it, back for nonprofit charity and pullers purse money. And pullers, that's a, the richest pers- person that in motors in, in, in truck and traffic going by a long way. So again, we love the Farm Machinery Show. We may not be yeah. asked to, uh, we, they, they, may de- they may revoke our invitation to do the no practice podcast there after we did some math on here. But uh, I guarantee you, if, you, some, if they're not drinking beer, I guarantee if they're not drinking beer, they're eating that damn ice cream because I oh, see that damn <laughs> that place is lined up. No man, matter what time you look out there, ice cream constantly. Man, if you yeah. think I'm putting away beers at the farm show, I'm really putting away ice cream. Well, folks, a little tip: just go eat you some ice cream before you start drinking. You get to pound a lot more beers. Just saying. And for you, for you fans that don't know, as you think about this math, yes, tractor pullers are some of the smartest people in the world, but they're also probably not the, the they probably some of the dumbest in the world because they continue to do this and they continue to, to show up and spend the money despite the people putting the events on, giving back to them. That's just the truth. But you know what? Maybe one day all this will change and hopefully they don't revoke, revoke our invitation for the no practice podcast. Uh, and also the, our, our math can be questioned. So this is a yeah. podcast. It's freedom of speech, right? Um, that was yeah, 20 I mean, minutes of Chase trying to add shit up is what that was. Well, all this really is is Chase could trying you imagine to me trying to sit, you couldn't come could, you imagine, could you imagine me trying to set up a mini rod, how long it takes me when you talk about gears and air pressure? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Polar's purse, 33%. You guys had mentioned a, a wreck at florida uh last year correct that is correct yes um that is very correct and we do a little it's a reason why so many rules have so many rules have been made because of and it's not their fault i mean i think we were we're getting picked on a little bit anyways before this but i mean it didn't help matters out anymore um probably one of the more viral mini rod crashes i don't know the uh fat assassin was a pretty good one um but the uh, no doubt about it, this one here that we're going to be showing is our uh, viral clip last year at the same event of uh, Mary Kale. With we, the... we got to do our intro. Give me a tally for this. Give me a tally. We have yeah. a professional intro. Man, I wish there was practice. Man, Damn, I wish Adam. there was practice. Man, I wish there was practice. <laughs> Mark it up, Tyler. We... I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. He can't help I'm back himself. To almost three. I'm back to three of them. Backstage audio. Where's 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 the No Practice Podcast. Man, I wish there was a practice segment. 
The only video. thing that can make Chase be quiet is when OJ mutes the mic. That's right. <laughs> and we're going to take a look at a video from Ocala, Florida in early 2023 of a mini rod wrecking in Ocala, Florida. And that mini rod belongs to none other than Mary and Mike Keel. Uh, backstage, the video, please. The the wreckage. No, the, the, video. the video. Backstage, backstage. The, the video. video. Guys, this is moving. All right, here we go. Here we go. So we've got the green light. We've got the green flag. And she is off to the races here. We're taking a look at those butterflies. She's easing into the throttle. The sled is moving pretty good. Boom! We are wide open. Tractor shifting left to right. And that thing comes on here. It flips completely upside down. And just at the end, oh. comes back to its wheels. People are running everywhere. And... We know she's okay now, or we wouldn't even be playing this. We see Jim Schindorf shuffling out onto the track. We're going to see that again in slow motion. Flag guy gives the green flag, green light. She's easing into the throttle, all right? Now, this is a mini rod. They get vicious. So as we watch those throttle blades flip open, the front end hikes up, and it gets violent and starts shifting side to side. And in an instant, the front wheels are busted. The front end digs in. The tractor flips its rolls. The roll cage does its job. The safety equipment pulled through. The tractor slowly rolls back over and lands on its wheels, and the motor shuts off. That was honestly probably one of the most vicious wrecks in the sport of pulling in 2023. Debatably, maybe Ty, Ty Miller at Bowling Green as well. And uh, they yeah. take a nosedive. That's a that's a different type of rollover. I, I think we got to call up the person that was driving here. Let's see what she's got to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, pretty that's bad. Right on the roll cage. I was there. So, I was right next to it. Boom, just hit right was... on the top hey, of the roll cage. Uh, is this Mike? Yes, it is. Mary's right here. We're both here. All right. Well, we've got you live here on the No Practice Podcast. We are breaking down that vicious rollover last year from Ocala. Walk us through what went on there and what your guys' thoughts were when that happened. Well, I can tell you exactly. I didn't know at the time what happened. I can tell. Like, that was vicious. It happened pretty quick. <laughs> it did. So I took off, and when the front wheels come off the ground, I always have a habit of looking to make sure the wheels are straight. So as soon as the front end picked up, I looked at the right front. And the right front was not only turned, but it was tipped. Oh. You, it happened so fast, you don't see that the spindle is already broken. The wheel is bobbing back and forth. The wheel is turned right there. It dug in. There you go. Bam. Yeah. It, oh, it dug in. I'll, uh, yeah, for sure. So when the wheel, when it picked up, the spindle was already, the spindle had let loose at that point. We, we think it was it just the last of it gave out just as we pulled out of the track. Yeah. So when the, when the thought went through my mind after I looked at the wheels, the thought went through my mind, straighten the wheel. Well, yeah. At first I thought, that looks odd, straighten the wheel. By the time I finished thinking straighten the wheel, I was already upside down. Yeah, yeah. it it happened quick. I mean, I've wrecked yep. my fair share of mini rods, but I mean, that went from A-OK -okay to not quite right in a matter of no time. That was within 75 feet, well, wasn't it? Down and I could feel the thing twisting, so I know I'm going back to the wheels. I'm just waiting for it to happen. It seemed like forever. Yeah. And then when I pulled the hat out of the dirt, now it's still running. My kill switch failed. Yeah. Which now I have the new kill switch designed by you and your dad, which works great. Yeah, I got to give Bruce the credit for that one. 
Yeah, that, that is Bruce's <laughs> Shout out for Bruce Lockhill switches. They work great. Absolutely. So anyways, when it pulled the hat out of the dirt, then I heard it was still running. I'm like, holy crap. So then I'm searching for the kill switch. But luckily it was already broken half, so I didn't go shooting off anywhere. You know, it's, my bolts were tight. The equipment worked. And we hurried up and made some calls because we were already in the voting for the Polish champion. Yeah, and you guys made it. Uh, well, it was... <laughs> It was nerve-wracking, I can tell you that. I mean, we went to, to um, Brad at Modern Machine and asked him, you know, can you do this? And he says, I got no promises, but I'm going to do the best I can. And he ended up doing it. We got the motor from Brian Knox. And Brian got the motor together, and we actually had to, so we had to make a trip to get the motor. Then we had to make a trip to get the, the um, new chassis because we couldn't wait to get it all at the same for us it was a long drive anyway yeah there was a lot of thrashing there was well yeah that's what you guys get for living in like new york right yeah right tell me about it. you've all been stupid before man i don't know people have built many right <laughs> yeah yeah living in new york is possibly a worse choice yeah. over wrecking yeah. your mini rod for sure <laughs> <laughs> Well, the new mini rod worked very well uh, with the Enderly Championship last year. And it was an old break. It looked like in the, the uh, bolt that holds the spindle on. You can see there was probably less than ten percent that actually broke off. And yeah, it was it was just hanging on by a thread for yeah, sure. Ch yeah, Chase was saying the the new chassis really worked well though at the Enderly, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, God, guys, we had, after that wreck, we couldn't do no wrong last year. <laughs> but, but yeah, the new chassis is awesome. Well, 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 good deal. Uh, hey, thanks for coming on. Sorry to cut you short, but Chase is long winded as always, so we got to keep this show moving. Yeah, we understand. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we hey, thanks for uh, talking. Yeah, we we look look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully at the Pullers Championship and. Uh, uh, God bless and no future rocks. All right. Keep that thing uh, shiny side up. Hey, thank you. Bye. And how about good that? people right there, man? Really good. Always really good. Fairly new, fairly new to the class. Very, very friendly and kind. And, and, uh, I mean, female driver, yeah. a female driver. I mean, we, yeah. we have some top notch female yeah. mini rod drivers in our class. And yeah, yeah, they, I don't know about you all. If I, if I'd have rolled that thing over that way, you may not see me in a mini rod again, just to be honest. Ah, oh, come on, come on. I've seen you with your head in your own lap in a mini rod. But, yeah, for sure, we do have some great female talent, Chase, in the mini rod class. You're absolutely right. So, on that note, is it time to bring in our guests? Yes. You better bring uh, them in. You know what? How, how rude of us. We, we got talking about Yeah, we've about been, we've been running our mouths for 45 we minutes. We were talking about our fans. We were talking about the farm show, our show being there, them not paying pullers uh a very good percentage we didn't even talk about our guests how rude of us so for pulling fans back to the farm show topic we have a unique set of guests for this show uh the biggest show for the farm show during the week is the dual the fuels the super stock class diesel versus alcohol only time you see it all year and i'm proud to bring on a representative of both sides of the fence uh mr travis schlaubaugh the bone twister diesel super stock and mr jeff hodum fully loaded alcohol super stock for some diesel versus alcohol content. I'm so sorry I didn't re introduce those these guys earlier, but we're going to make up for it right now. Jeff, Travis, welcome to the biggest podcast in pulling 
thousands of fans across the world. Thanks for joining us, man. How are you tonight? Doing good. Thanks, guys, for having us on board. Appreciate it. Jeff, I see you're there in your shop working on your tractor. Uh, do you always close the curtains when it's time to, to, to get stuff done on the vehicle? Listen, the secret's a secret. You have to be that way. <laughs> Pull okay, your so, lots of secrets. So I'm going to formally introduce you guys as I know you. Again, there's some requirements that we make all of our guests agree to prior to coming on the show. One of them is having six drinks consumed prior to coming on. I think both of these guys are well on their way, just going off my communication with them. But they seem a little tight right now, so I'm just going to try to set the vibe. So Travis Schlaball, diesel super stock puller. If you don't know the Schlaballs as a competitor, you know, he's multiple Grand National Champions, two of the last multiple. three, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. But he also is known to me, Chase Richardson, the the puller and huge friend of his, is that probably one of the biggest partiers in the sport, meaning that anytime you're stumbling through the pits past midnight, you're guaranteed to find – a cold beer and some music over at the Schlawball trailer. So bone twister, you can loosen up a little bit. It's glad to, glad to have you on. Uh, and you don't have to, to, to say like, you, I know you have no sponsor, so just, you can be yourself, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're drinking or not, but just welcome to the show. Yeah. Chase, you ain't got to worry about that. I don't have many sponsors, but and you can thank Allison for the uh, cooler that never runs dry. The music that never shuts off and the trailer lights that stay on all night to, I remember Bowling Green years ago, one of the blue shirts stopped by the first few years we were there and said, hey, we just wanted to let you know your lights were on all night. I'm like, yeah, I, I figured that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, we, we, we know you. We don't know you as competitors. We know you as the uh, the friends that we can go find a beer late at night. But then, and then there's Jeff Hodum. Ironically enough, these guys probably hate each other's guts, diesel versus alcohol. But Jeff – sometimes runs a different circuit, but any time that you like to sing, meaning a karaoke type setting, uh, he has a trailer that's multi multi-dimensional slash diverse. He has a pulling tractor in there that gets unloaded. And then prior to the pulling event, it turns into like a, a literally like a, you're in Broadway or a Nashville karaoke bar uh, with Jeff himself doing the karaoke emceeing. Jeff, Thank you for coming to No Practice Podcast. Will we be doing any karaoke? Karaoke? How do you say that? Karaoke oh. tonight? <laughs> Will we be singing any karaoke this evening? We're doing karaoke well, tonight. Not tonight. Not to tonight. It. However, we do have some some things up our sleeves for 2024 for karaoke. So stay tuned for that. But uh, no, oh. thanks for having me on board here tonight on the Full Full Production Podcast. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to be here. We're we're all right. So the jokes old now we're we're you're not in your shop what are you doing where are you did you not have wi-fi at home did you go get a hotel room yeah i got a hotel room i'm currently working in columbus ohio okay well thanks for making special accommodations uh and guys feel free to decline any question that gets asked uh we have something called the adam button where if you don't like the question asked just hit the adam button and we'll pass it on but we've yet to have anybody hit that button just so you know uh you have that right. So, Tyler, why don't you lead us off with these two fine diesel and alcohol men? Yeah. Yeah, gentlemen. So what we're going to do here is we're going to run a segment of rapid fire questions. Uh, these are just quick one word answers. Um, but tonight, a special little twist on that. The rapid fire questions are very dual of the fuels related. Uh, so, uh, Travis, we'll start off with you. You can answer the first question. Jeff, if you're going to answer the second question. 
And then, uh, Jeff, next you can answer us and we'll flip back and forth. So, uh, once again, dual of the fuels related. Uh, who is more likely to domesticate a baby raccoon, Cody Cheese or Brad Campbell? Cody Cheesy. Okay. Jeff, what do you think? Uh, Come on, guys. Rapid fire. I'm going Cody, too. Cody, Cody, okay. Cody, Cody. Who is most, yeah, most mm. likely to accidentally back through the garage door? Campaign or John Strickland? Oh, campaign for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm doing John Strickland on that one. Come on. Okay, fair enough. Full-blown cage fight, UFC style. Who's winning, Jeff Hurt versus Brandon Hunt? Oh, ain't no Jeff Hurt. Wow. I'd go with Hurt. Yeah. A bunch of kneecaps. Right? I agree with you. Who had a better (laughs) shot of getting a 4.0 GPA in high school, Steve Burge or Neil Gettinger? Neil. I'll go with Neil. Okay. You guys are getting paid. (laughs) You guys are getting paid five fifty thousand dollars each day you spend in a maximum security prison. Who's gonna last more days, Travis or Jeff? That's right. This is about you too. Travis, I work every once in a while. They're not that bad. They get three squares a day. Okay, Jeff. I'm gonna go with Travis. Okay, fair enough. If they were both still thinking. If they were both still single, who's pulling more ladies at the bar in a given evening, Colin Ross or Josh Blackburn? Blackburn. Josh Blackburn. (laughs) Oh, wow. Quick one. All right. All of the diesel guys versus all of the alcohol guys that are in at the farm show in a game of laser tag, which team is going to reign the champions, diesel or alcohol? Oh, diesel guys got us. We'll smoke them. Jeff, no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. It's, it's definitely the alcohol guys. Definitely. Right, well, Hands down, it's the alcohol guys. Finally, you can't agree on something. All right. One last question. Very important. Jeff, you have to answer this first. How do you say Travis's last name? Slobog. Travis, confirm. Slaba. Oh. No K oh. on the end of it. Oh. Take All the right. gloves off there, Travis. Take them off. You know what's interesting how that deal? So my dad, some of my family lives down in Florida, and it's their name is Slaybaugh when you go to Florida. So when I That's go to Florida, I it's Travis Slaybaugh, and when you're in Iowa, it's Travis Slawbaugh. Yep. We're not okay. just generic white people that have last names like Richardson. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Slaw's name. Oh He's, yeah, my last we got a, we got a podcast with his last name on it. We can't even spell his last name right. Yeah, so. fun fact: we my we last can't name do math is, either. If y'all didn't notice earlier, my last Dude, name has been y'all spelled wrong. I'm not gonna lie, y'all are struggling. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say a, the, I didn't say a word during all this. That was all them. <laughs> the the bottom line number was 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 correct though, wasn't it? That that wasn't confusing, was it? Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Gotta remember, he's from Kentucky, and you can't hide it. <laughs> all right boys so coming into coming into louisville I'm, I'm hot on this topic for um a reason uh you know obviously we've been dealing with it for the past few years length of track going that you're to going to louisville and 
in in this particular setting, we're going to be running about what is it, two forty, two forty five? If you put it in the sand, you know, pretty good, right? Um, right. As a diesel and alcohol competitor, <clears throat> diesels are just a big steam engine, and it's building a lot of heat. Heat causes failure. Do you do you feel that that run inside at two hundred forty five feet is just as exciting? Um, you know, with with the atmosphere that it is, just as a, a three hundred foot passes outside, we know that it's a less amount of time probably to make the run. I think so. The, the engine should theoretically not build as much heat, but um, what do you guys think of the length of the track? Like the debate there, like between that and like outside, you like it, not like it. So, in the end of the big picture, Adam, I think the the heat to the motor, the power, the endurance of the motor is very similar to outside because you got Vaughn, the sled, that he's getting on you quicker. We're dragging that load a little bit further. He's letting us load. I mean, we've all, we all know Vaughn and um, I respect the hell out of him. He is building a sled to slow us down as we build more horsepower. Sure. And he is changing that constantly. So to, to run into Louisville, Louisville is Louisville. It's, you know, a lot of my people back here around Marengo, Iowa, they're, they're like, oh, you got a tractor pole? You know, where are you going? Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. What is that? Well, the best way I can refer to Louisville, Kentucky is it's the Super Bowl of tractor pulling. We've taken all organizations, we put them together, and we're going to pull against to see who's the best of the best in the United States of America. And, you know, Louisville is itself. When you stand on the track and – you know, the, the songs come on, the introduction, the fans, you are in a Super Bowl area. Once the sled goes in, the hook goes into that chain, and, you know, then your focus goes on that. It is quick, though. I will tell you, I haven't, I don't know if I pulled five, six, seven, eight years down there. I don't even know how many. I don't keep track. I got to tell Scott Doty, I'm going to do my best to watch him this year. I hope, because then that means I got far enough to find him. But, right. uh, you know, they put that green-red light up. i tell you what, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen it going down the track. you got to do your best because that sand pile is coming. And uh, apparently, you don't see much. More, apparently you don't see more. much, Travis. I, I saw a picture of you yesterday with a chalk line all on your tire. Do you see white lines, too? Oh, no, no, no. That, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's... Thing and all that. that. There's too many rules there, and I struggle with this rule thing, you know, but but it's, it yeah. is impressive to run. It's fun to run the audience, the crowd. It's got to be more wide. exciting probably than any other pool just for the simple fact is you don't have time to think about it. But right. I guess my point is from the outside, I mean, whether people want to see tractors hit that sand pile, we don't get that excitement outside more or less, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I'm not saying we need to put stuff at the end of the track that tractors hit, but at least we know that's the end of the course. And if you can bury it in there, you look like a hero. And if not, I was just curious if the length of the track actually helped the engine out, not build as much heat. Because I agree with you 100%. Vaughn's pushed it. Hey, we can run 330 just as fast as we run 300 feet. I totally get that. You could probably run 350 and it's starting to get close to how long it takes. 
start getting on some of these other passes, then it starts going the other way, though. So time, yeah, whatever. But I, I was just Jeff, curious. What, Jeff, what are your what do you thoughts think, on, on Adam? Adam's question? Well, I agree with Travis. You know, I, I tell you, the, the sand pile comes quick when we run right. Um, but as far as length and, and time on the, on the motor itself, it's not, I don't think it's anything super exciting or super different. Um, same amount of heat, maybe a little bit less, but you know, it, it, it's still, you know, we're, we're talking a difference of roughly 15 to, to 30 foot difference. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's anything super great, super different, but I do know at Louisville, you got to get on it. You got to get on it quick because that sled's going to get you real quick. Stream mm -hmm. dirt. Really it's, it's got to. I mean, it's got to because it's a short track and it's just, it's not, it's not going to let you go. And if you don't get it moving and get it going, you're going to have a, a short distance. I had a really uh, respectable puller tell me one time about Louisville not long ago is, Gear ratios, tire pressure, you know, that stuff matters, but it's not as important here. You can do whatever you want to do. If you don't take have a good takeoff, it don't matter. So I think that pretty well works, goes across the board in all classes. You know, the takeoff, the first 100 foot, throw whatever you want at it. You just got to get moving. So it's a good analogy. And thanks to you two for spelling things out to us and then our fans that are, are learning this stuff for the first time. So as part of an educational piece, you know, we're the, this show is obviously geared a lot around the farm show coming up. And, you know, the dual of fuels is one of the, the coolest topics to talk about for any pulling fan. We both kind of take us through your timeline. You know, we're a week and a half out, call it, uh, or 10 days out from when you all pull uh, Friday night at Louisville. Start with you, Jeff. Kind of where your vehicle is now and kind of your schedule of events to – to Friday to to hooking the sled and hopefully getting the top six to make it to to a, to a Saturday night final starting today and then Travis you can go after him. Well, the easy answer to that question is the wrap of the tractor, which means a whole lot, which doesn't really mean a whole lot of anything. But anyway, it means it's 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 done. It's ready to be picked up. The bad news is we tore it apart last weekend and we found we had some turbo problems. So those are currently out at Hart's uh, Turbos out there in Missouri. Uh, they're working diligently to get those things done and getting them back to us. Uh, one of the fins broke off the top turbo and went through the bottom charger unknowingly to us. Uh, so they are working diligently to get those back. Uh, Blackburn's uh, did an awesome job on getting us uh, the, the, the new cross-section uh, turbo containment exhaust wheel, however you want to call the new safety device. Uh, into the exhaust stack. They did that taken care of. Uh, they, those are arriving to the shop tomorrow. Um, I believe Hearts will have the turbos done Friday and they will ship out to us either Friday or Monday. Um, so we, we should be in good shape, but we had some unexpected issues. Uh, but we got it taken care of, I think, I hope, uh, based on uh, the freight uh, coming back to us and we should be good to go. This is this is real world drama, Jeff. Like this is breaking yeah. news. The No Practice Podcast. Jeff Hodum accidentally found that he had a problem because Jeff. For those of you who don't know, he's a very prepared guy. I'm not. I'm not. I myself cannot say I'm an always prepared guy. I try to be, but like you, of all people, would have been looking at this way months back. But you just happened to notice this as you took your sheet metal off. Is that right? 
Well, we, we, we the tractor's been at the wrap shop and we've changed, it's not their fault. We've changed designs numerous times and it's not their fault. So they have taken some time to get the thing done by us delaying the process of decision-making. So we finally got the tractor back to the shop last weekend and uh, found these issues. Uh, otherwise it had been done. I, I'm, I'm not, you're right. I'm not a last minute guy. It drives me nuts to be pushed to the last minute. I hate it. I absolutely can't stand it. It, it just is not the way it ought to be. However, this is what we got. This is what we're dealing with. And this is where we're going to go. And we're going to be ready. Travis, so I don't know. If there's a chance that you can't uh, have your tractor back. And I think it sounds like it's going to be. If, if you can't make it, do you get to choose who replaces you? That or I don't like know. That's, a, that, that's up to the tractor pull committee. But uh, we, we won't have any problems say, with that. We'll be there. Okay. Okay. But if worse comes to worse, Jeff. I think we could maybe do something if you uh, if your tractor's not done. We have mini rides. We can send a level. You can drive <laughs> it and then just enter it in the super stock class. So you have a oh, plan B. Everyone, there's sure, always a plan sure. B. So you, that, you always have that. That sounds great. So, yeah. so I'll be driving a vibrator is what you're saying. You'll definitely make oh, way. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Jeff, you'd love it. You'd love it, Jeff. <laughs> Travis, love it. please. Please tell us you are more prepared than Jeff. He says he's not last minute, but he's all sorts of last minute. Where are you sitting at? So I'm uh, the time. sitting here just thinking, man, that guy is an overachiever. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have a... Tell me more. I have a frame sitting on jack stands. Oh. No rear tires. Um, on. I do have the tires back, so we're good to go there. Oh, uh, they're in the awesome. shop. A good buddy, Jerry, went and picked them up from the tire cutter last weekend. Motors in it, turbo piping on it, everything that we changed. We're changing a little bit on our water injection system this year. Oh. Um, just actually uh, waiting on an oil pan because, as you guys probably seen in some of our pictures, that uh, the last time we run it, we swelled that up like the fat kid in dodgeball. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> I unfortunately figured out yesterday afternoon that I have all the our oil pans. I cut them out on my plasma table, take more to my guy to get welded. And Steve Burge has a design that I make for him. And I inadvertently took Steve's design over to my guy and he's got the oil pan all welded up, ready to put some bungs in. And then I informed him yesterday that um, I'll be back tomorrow morning with the new pan that you can start all over again. And so yesterday afternoon, I walked in the shop and told Healy, we're done. I'm not going to Louisville. Threw the towel in. Forget it. Well, what? that was no option. That lasted about 1.2 seconds. And uh, <laughs> now we have the oil pan back getting made. Got to put the drive system on it, finish the hoods. Uh, yeah, just we're a long ways from being done. Hopefully start it this weekend. I'm sure Allison will put it on Facebook. We do. But maybe Saturday, Sunday, we'll get it started. But the good thing for me is I'm not, you guys will know me, real. I, some days I lose track of time, not real smart. But last Saturday, I thought that we had to load up tonight, Wednesday, <laughs> at Louisville. Sunday it come to light that I had a whole nother week. Oh, you found right. a week. <laughs> well said, done. Hey, you realize we have another week? And he said, yes, I know we have another week, and we need all week. So, yeah, I, I, I'm the... I'm the guy that, uh, you know, I like to run by the seat of my pants. If you get to know me well enough, you'll know that some days I run last minute. And we'll just run by the seat of my pants. But I, parts-wise, I think we got everything. 
we're going to be good to go. We'll we'll piece some stuff together and make it work and kind of go from there. Travis, it's 2024. Have you got a speeding ticket yet this year? Oh, yeah. I, yeah we, no, no. I, I did run into a fire hydrant last week, though. Oh, shit. I've, I've, I've heard that fire hydrants run out in front of you, so I can understand I, that. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, I was in a car. I was in a car with this man, and we we're driving down the road, coming back from Bowers or somewhere. As a group of people, we passed the cop. He was driving. We passed the cop and got pulled over. And well, I says, "Ah, oh. he was driving slow. I had places to go." <laughs> <laughs> Travis, how did that go for you? How did that go for you? How many um, tickets did you get last year? Yep, that was ticket. T I C K E T ticket. What were the numbers? What, what, I the numbers? Do, what I have to do is I have to keep all my speeding tickets above my sun visor because right. you can only get so many per year, and then that's like my reminder of where I'm at in the speed limit laws. There you go. So, and the, this is the same guy I thought that farm show started this week, fans. Keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So I know I'm in trouble when the cop walks up and he's like, um, sir, do you know why I stopped you? I mean, I always want to say, um, like, if I guess right, do we get to go away free? I mean, they right. don't want to. <laughs> That's you know, what it should be. He well, sure, I stopped you for speeding. Yeah, I know that. I do that a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, I know you do, too, because I looked at your record. <laughs> yeah. Now let's just I mean, move on. No, no I'll, tickets this year yet, though. No, no. I, knock, knock on wood. Adam, I get one tomorrow. I'm, I'm sorry, it. it's my fault. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> what, Adam doesn't pay. If if you get one tomorrow, I'll pay for it. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So, so the, the few things we've learned. I love what I love about these podcasts is that you ask one question and you learn so much more. So for the people that were here to grow the sport, that this is the greatest motorsport in the world, Super Stocks is one of the best classes. Two of the best Super Stock pullers are, are less than two weeks out or right at two weeks out, and they don't know if they're going to make it or not. That's the first thing. One guy thinks the pull's next week, and then the same guy also <laughs> runs over fire hydrants and passes cops. So greatest motorsport in the world. I think that's good as the next question, Tyler. What's this? Thank Doug you for that Bors? content. <laughs> Did you guys I, I mean, read this, what Doug Bors said? Speaking yeah, of fire hydrants, Jeff Hurt would hit one. Jeff Hurt smoked the fire hydrant on Ocala Tuesday morning when we left. So apparently, I'm <laughs> no, uh, fire hydrants. What'd you do, Travis? I, mean, I didn't mean I didn't mean to cut you off. What'd you do to the fire hydrant? Did you yeah, miss was, anything? I was turning in a note, going to check on a job. There was snow everywhere. Turning in a dead end street, looking at this car in my bumper, and Healy's like, "Well, don't you have a rear view camera?" I said, "I'm not looking. I ain't got time to look at a camera." Bang! Hey, and by the way, I was on the telephone when I did it too. Oh, you, you little multitasking! Would you got like sixteen inches of snow there a couple weeks ago? Yeah, what? 20, twenty-four inches of snow, dead end Jesus. street, big pile. I mean, I got all the excuses in the world. All I know at the end cost me twenty-eight hundred dollars. Jeez! Do diesel super stock pullers have these same problems, or do alcohol super stock pullers have these same problems? Y'all are pretty normal people, right? I, I, listen, I don't know about normal, all right? We, there is no such thing as a normal tractor puller. You all know this, all right? But I, I can't tell you the last time I hit a fire hydrant. Now, fence post, now that's a different story, but not a fire hydrant. Well, I'm glad oh, to hear you've boy. never hit any fire hydrants. 
No, um, I have not. Do you mind so, indulge the fence post story while we're? I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys are out here trying to get sponsors. I think there's there might be a fence company <laughs> interested in you and a fire and plumbing company interested in Travis at this point. Yeah, tell us about your fence post, Jeff. The fence post. Well, I was backing down out of a driveway at a friend's party, and I was looking in my backup camera, and was watching diligently. And uh, somehow that son of a gun just snuck right up on me, and bam, there it was. I put a dent in the bumper, cracked the taillight, <laughs> and broke the fence post. It's not like a well, fence post in the ass of a truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess if we're talking about backing into things, a nice uh, pulling-related backing into things story for myself. i got to call myself out. I will, you guys are familiar with Dennis Borson. Uh, he used to pull a pro stock. He lives right up the road from us, and I went to his house for a 4th of July party. And my dad was generous enough to let me take his boat out that day. So I was at Dennis Borson's house with my dad's boat behind my truck. And I go to leave his party and there's a blank spot in the yard. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll back the boat right into that and turn around. And it was late at night. It was like one in the morning. I backed my dad's boat into Dennis Borson's in-ground trampoline. That's why nobody was parked there. And so the whole boat just dropped into Dennis's trampoline in his yard. Did so, you know it happened? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we were out there I'm trying sure to get it out. I'm sure he figured it out. I'm sure he figured it out. We're all out there. Oh, that multiple out. beverages deep, multiple beverages. And I finally said, Dennis, we got to unhook the trailer. I'll come back and I'll get this tomorrow. So, I mean, we all back into things from time to time. So, I mean, what yeah, can we say? Yeah. Moving on from that. Uh, Focused back to the duel of the fuels, uh, Travis running diesel, Jeff Odom running alcohol. Um, I'm aware that Neil Gettinger uh, essentially used to swing both ways and bat for both teams, used to run diesel, now runs alcohol. Have you guys yourself considered that switch, or have you always been true to your fuel choice? Uh, Travis, have you ever run alcohol? Jeff, have you ever run diesel? I never have run alcohol. You know, I got in late after the divorce. Um, of the alcohol diesel class, so I was never involved in it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty diehard diesel. I'll die with black smoke. Okay, Jeff, how about yourself? Black smoke to croak. There you go. Well, no, we we started uh, pulling in 2001, and uh, we uh, transferred over to alcohol in 2010. Uh, and the main reason for that was we were pulling only on the state level. And the alcohol tractors were making a lot more power, a lot more performance, more positive things going on. And we knew in order to make our diesel run uh, and to compete with these alcohol tractors, we had to dump a boatload of money into this diesel motor uh, to make that happen. And we decided at that point to give it a turn and went to the alcohol side. So, so yeah, so we, we from 01 to 10, is, well, actually 01 to 09, and then 10, we brought the alcohol out. Okay, so on that, is it more economical to build big power with alcohol as opposed to diesel? Like at the level you guys are at, Tyler, it's all expensive. It's all I, expensive. I know it is. I know it is. It's but all like, expensive. If, if somebody were to get into it, you know, does it cost more to get a top of the line turnkey tractor made by Chaos that's a diesel, or a turnkey tractor made by Josh Blackburn <laughs> that's a, that's an alcohol? Oh, I can't wait to hear this answer. I can't wait to hear this answer. <laughs> You're really putting us on a spot, bub. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Come on. We don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and I, I think Travis will agree. Um, diesels put the motors through a lot more torture, a lot more problems, a lot more pressures. Um, 
um, that type of thing. I've always said, and I don't know this for a fact, but and, and it's not really fair because when we competition pulled with the diesel, we were only state level and we were super, super, uh, we didn't have, uh, well, looking back on it, we didn't have money invested like we do now into the alcohol. So it's not really fair for me to, to comment on that. Um, but, but I'll give you an opinion. I think the diesels put their, their, their motor components under more pressure, more strain, more, more issue potential than what the alcohol motors do. Then what's the cost? That that I can't answer. I'm I, I'm not an engine builder. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. We'll have a few more drinks. We'll get back to it. <laughs> so from my side of that is, I remember, you know, four or five years ago, the big discussion was we need to join the classes on the outdoor circuit. Blah blah blah, whatever. And I remember, I I, I have a good relationship with Brent Payne enough that me and him can elbow each other, you know, every once in a while and throw jokes and add whatever. And, and but still have a good serious conversation and uh brent was like you know we just we, we need to run together whatever you know and, and the comment i don't know that it was brent but the comment from the alcohol guys you know we're you know we're running all year we're doing our routine maintenance you know we're running valves we're checking things over yeah we have problems this and that and uh i remember we're standing there and say yeah you know we we run valves every week too you know just like the alcohol guys that's because we got the head off. We're putting six new pistons in it. <laughs> you know, for us diesel guys to keep up with the alcohol guys on the outdoor circuit, we got to put the, we got to be up there and the, the, the screws got to be turned. Um, you know, a, a couple of years ago, we were joking around, you know, it's the dual of the fuels. You know, the first year, you know, they did that. Um, you know, they stuck, they tied three in the three in the finals, three alcohols, three diesels. How can you argue with Mike Witt and the boys on that? When they put three in there, there's no argument. Guys, it was perfect match. And the second year, you know, we went down there and it, it, I don't remember what year, but a couple of years ago, we took six diesels to the finals and no alcohols. Last year, boy, the diesel boys, we were terrible. But, you know, the comment I, I in edging Brent every once in a while, you know, I get we each throw sticks and stones at each other is I said, Brent, I'll, I'll run with you guys all summer. If you want to run, let's put the diesels and alcohols together, but we're going to run 240 foot tracks. Mm. Oh no, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on. He says, we need a longer track than that outside. That's exactly. We're all in. We've got the torque. They got the RPM. They got the spark plugs. We don't, it's, it's good, bad, both ways. I'm not going to sit here and say them guys got one thing over what we got. We got something they don't. It's just a whole different environment. It works in Louisville, Kentucky. I hate to admit that I'll even say it. I like pulling in Louisville because it brings a lot of excitement to the fans with the dual fuel, which is why we're here tonight talking about it. But get outside. If we got enough to keep our classes separated outside, let's stay separated and put a better show on for the fans with two classes rather than one. So based on that note, when Colin Ross ran a whole year and ran competitively, did all the diesel guys want to tell Colin to go to hell for doing that? No. Because he ran quite good with them. He ran yeah, that, hey, hang, on, hang on. Let me chime in. Let me chime in. So that all sounds good, Travis. And, you know, we're going to get to politics and how this is like a political. It's like a 2024 presidential election podcast tonight. But like, so how did Colin Ross do it then? 
Are you the they, mumbling guy from Connecticut or they, Delaware? In my opinion, I have no facts. Who, who, they, like, yeah, again, they run it on. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say who's. I don't want to say who's who, but let, let's call Republican Democrat. This right. is 2024 election. How did Colin <laughs> Ross do it then? He they run her on kill from the outside. Oh, you, 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 you don't run. You don't run. You don't run yours on kill. No. Did, you, I mean, did you make the last hook of the year? No. The two years <laughs> I won the championship, we run most of the year on the same motor. Um, I got you. you know, that was the the big thing for us. That's that's you know, and there's two different ways to go pulling. You guys know this as well as you three mini rod knows this as well as anything. You guys can grab a hold of that mag and give her two to three degrees timing and wake that mini up. I mean, you can give her a handful. Now you might not make it 300 foot. You might make it 300, but you'll look impressive doing it. But on the other hand, if you're going to go run the championship tour, you're going to run for the points. At some point, you got to say, "Can we keep together?" At some point, you got to decide how much do I want to work on it. Do I want to put pistons and rings and bearings and cranks and motors and turbos and pumps in every weekend? Take the money out of the equation. That's irrelevant. How much do you want to work on it? And if you want to work on it every weekend and you want to do it, you can run it as hard as you run it. It isn't any different than many. If you want to put a new, if you want to throw bearings and rings in it every weekend, grab a hold of the mag and give her a twist. But did Colin and kudos to the Rosses, they did run with the PPL guys. That was impressive. I'll give credit where credit's due. Beautiful tractor, great running tractor. I'll give that credit. But I think a lot of us were trying. I was trying to build longevity to run for two years or run for. Most of the year, I don't expect to run. No, year we long. heard you there. Two years. Two no, years. We heard it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I love it. So, do you yeah. think Colin was putting pistons in it every weekend or at least tearing it down to inspect it? Oh, yeah. That's my opinion. I have no facts on that. But my you don't opinion. run your stuff hard, though, Travis, right? Is that what you're saying? You don't run your stuff hard? Not that hard. Oh, okay. Jeff, wait, where wait are you to finish the season out, right? On a, with, with, making a hook every run. Chase, that cuts into my beer drinking. You think I'm not Jeff, ready for it? Now, hang Jeff, on. You can work on a tractor and drink beer. You can do both. There's always both. Jeff, your thoughts on that? The Colin Ross. Yeah, yeah Colin Ross did a heck of a job. The Ross family team uh, did an awesome job uh, keeping up. Did, um, did you get to run? Did you run that year? Yeah, it was the year prior to, to the year we were waiting on the motor. Oh, yeah, I that was back you. in 2018. Two one, yeah, twenty one. Yeah. I knew one of those um, years you you set out a year waiting on an engine. Yeah, yeah shout yeah, out to Josh yeah, Blackshear having to take a year off, right, Jeff? Well, we, we we pulled the first two events there, the farm show and the truck show, and then we had to wait a little bit. But that you know, look, good things come to those who wait. But uh, okay. no, uh, Colin and his family did an awesome job. They, there is no, I mean, I again, I don't, I don't know this for fact. Uh, but I, I would assume that they tore everything down or at least inspected something uh, or many things uh, to make sure they competed the way they, they, way they did. Um, they did an awesome job and they were very competitive and, and did very well during that time frame. Very much so. There, there, so, so for you listeners, so for you, for the listeners, Adam, you can have it after this. We're, we're, right. Some people may not know who Colin Ross is. Colin Ross both of these guys are wearing their political hat right now. Again, this is like a presidential debate. Colin Ross is not political with these guys. He just goes up there and he runs with them. He has a diesel super stock tractor. 
that ran a couple years ago on a PPL Champions Tour circuit against alcohol superstocks and did and show and did very well competed. I'm not here to debate how he did or what he did, but we're just the uh, host of the show that's got to ask the tough questions. So when Travis says that it's too much to be done, obviously you saw how quick Tyler asked, well, how did he do it? And that's how how we got to this point. So just a little background. Uh, and Colin Ross, Kevin Campbell, episode four guests, go back and watch if you had it. Adam, I'm sorry to cut you off. Tyler, give me a tally on the, on the board. Yeah, please. I already did, Chase. That's that's enough stroking Colin's ego there. If you had to no take shit. a drink. No, no, no. If you had to take I'm a drink every time we said Colin's name, we'd all be hammered. My goodness. <laughs> God, <laughs> Look, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not a – Anybody who hey, says I, it again has to take a drink. Adam, next question. I'm Thank just a facts you. guy. I'm just a data. I look at data. Yeah, we were also hearing you talking about a presidential debate. This is nothing like a fucking presidential debate. But just wait till I ask my next um, question. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So kind of take me through it, Travis. I mean, as diesel puller, you you you've been around all these guys pulling a nice uh, nice close knit community. I mean, you and Burgess, obviously we know. If anybody doesn't know, uh Steve Butch um, with the Lock and Load team are some of the best friends with with Travis, and you know you know here we've had a few tractors change up with like Bex and stuff like that. But you guys all hang out together. The whole class is a very tight knit class, and there's like a five to ten minute, uh, I guess, little. It's quiet around a diesel puller. You talk about how good the pull was, this or that. Then you go check the filter. I mean, is that is like a, a moment where you know, it is that the first thing you go to, isn't it? Every time to check on it, your your filter. If the filter's clean, you work on the shit so much that you just get to push it on, on to the next one. And if I mean, yeah, maybe you got to check some other stuff, but isn't that the whole whole deal? The filter tell you everything, whether you can really let her go again or not. Yeah, I mean, this this diesel program, we're we're on the ragged edge so hard that you know we're just our weakest link right now is the rod bearings um right the explosion is so violent underneath there and it's in the rod bearing you know and catch it clean it go and you're right the filter it is you get everybody back we uh we got a great group class in our diesel super clock we're gonna everybody's gonna congratulate everybody no matter who wins whatever uh right. we're gonna head back to the track trailer pull that filter apart and just see where we're at. That tells you what your workload is the next day. And, right. um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, all the Blade Great boys from Texas, uh, great guy. And we really, you know, love pulling with them. But we had that conversation a while back. You know, when I started eight, nine, ten years ago, I remember down Chapel Hill, Tennessee, we're laying underneath Burge's tractor with a piece of emery cloth, rolling the motor over by hand, uh, polishing a rod bearing rod journal so that we can go ahead and throw some used rod bearings in it to go out and bump the sled. See, this yeah, that was, off. that was crazy. That yeah. sounds like a great time. Steve, yeah. Steve, great I mean, there's a drink during that. He, Steve, well, me and Profabs told it. We stood there at the doorway and coached them on, a, you know, whether they were running the amber cloth the right way or not. <laughs> Steve Blagrave says, you know, we don't do that as much anymore. And, and I said, well, why is that? He said, because the crankshafts cost $15,000 a piece. He said, it ain't worth ruining them. Because once you went out and started the second time, the crank was junk. 
Well, that yeah. was back when I don't know if things were cheaper. It was pre-inflate inflate, inflation? I don't know what that was, but them days are gone. Now everything's so tight tolerances. You just you run it. If it's not good, you're done. Yeah, and, you and just pull the plug and say we're not. And yeah. it's starting to get like. So with you guys, I mean, very few guys are anymore even staying in the trade. They go, we're going to sit here and tear, tear this thing down. I get it if you're in the heat of the moment and you're going to win something like a championship. But, I mean, the days of you guys pulling all-nighters to rebuild the whole engine, you're pulling the plug on that deal. And, hey, we'll take this home at our at our shop with our tools where we know how everything laid out and just reassess and come back. And most it's, of our catastrophic failures, if you spun a rod bearing – they don't make good enough emery cloth to fix that in the tractor. Um, yeah. And when we're burning a piston, you're just fooling yourself. That is what me and Steve were also talking about there is when you burn a piston, you blow that aluminum everywhere, and there ain't no chance you're going to get it all cleaned up without disassembling right. that motor 100%, clean it up. Because as soon as you don't, that little particle aluminum is stuck in the next rod. Now we've destroyed the rod crank and hopefully we didn't kick it out the side of the block so right. that was fun okay we'll start over i mean to put it into perspective how many pounds of boost are you putting to that thing uh don't, don't think that number should be actually uh known I'll, right before I'll give, Tyler, I'll give you a range a range back to politicians on a politicians i'm sorry range yeah politicians range Three hundred and four hundred psi. That's badass, Jeff. What are you guys doing? You got that beat? No, we are way lower than that. We are uh, way Jeff, lower than that. One fifty. You, you hitting one no, fifty, Jeff? Are you are you being are you being a politician? Are you going to tell us what you going to no, give us? No, we're we're, we're between the, we're between the one hundred and one fifty mark. Dang. So, okay. What yeah. what are those huge huge difference? What are the turbos capable of producing? If the engine could handle all the boost you could take, like oh. if you closed off the boost, oh my gosh, case, like what could they do? <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to have somebody figure out what that could do because that means everything's going to blow apart, and I'm not sure if the sensors will catch it enough. Hell yeah, bro. Right. Yeah, doing? I mean, we, we we're running two. I mean, I don't know about you, Travis, but we're running two wastegates on ours just to make sure everything's blood off properly. You're giving yeah. away secrets, Jeff. You're giving away yeah. secrets. No, just you give know. a range. Just give a range. We, we never get to we'll see underneath Blackburn. We never get to see underneath Blackburn's hood, so we didn't know that there was two wastegates on there. Ah, uh, you Holy just got to go to his New Year's party. The stuff's sitting everywhere. Travis, what wow, do you think? easy, Tyler, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> Travis, what do you think you could make for boost? Oh, you could. You're well north. It can be up four or five hundred psi if that motor would take it. That's so much freedom. As you, you guys know this as mini rods, I mean, you start tweaking on it. You grab timing, it blows this apart. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You chase your weakest link. And and that's what I don't – there ain't an You said the There's weakest link is a rod bearing? That isn't chasing something. And, and, hey, I'll give credit where credit's due. About four years ago, I was spinning rod bearings like it was my job. And – we went into something, this and that, and I met a gentleman. I won't get into the name. I met a gentleman. He said, you got an oil filtration problem. And I said, you're telling me my oil filter is my problem with spinning rod bearings. Yep. He said, I don't care how much cylinder pressure you build. I don't care what you do. 
if you got a good oil, you'll never spin a rod break. I said, well, thank you for your opinion. I say you're full of shit. Nice. So I ate my words. Was his name Colin Ross? Was his name Colin Ross? It wasn't Colin Ross. Take a drink, dude. Jesus. (laughs) So I ate my words that year. And that winter, I talked to a buddy of mine, guy that knew him, Burge. And I said, Burge, send me an oil filter. This guy had a different designed oil filter. I put that oil filter on. And we run for two years with no rod bearing issues. And I. So what's the next? What's the next week? This link. What's the next week? This. And I shook that gentleman's hand and I said, "Sir, I owe you a thank you. I want to appreciate. I appreciate everything you've done for me." I said, "But that there fixed my problem." So there's times, as we think we know what we're doing, that as pullers, engine builders, what we're doing. We need to step back and evaluate what we're doing. And because when I now that I look at it, I thought I was filtering my oil good enough and I wasn't. And them impurities is what was causing me to, to tear up that rod bearing. Right. It was a Jeff, simple couple hundred dollar fix. Jeff, are you silently thinking if you have good enough oil filtration? Listen, my, my bearings are, I'm not going to brag, but my bearings are beautiful. So, so, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing all right, uh, you know, but that is good information to have there, Travis. That is, that is, that is something right there. I'm thinking what Jeff's going to do. He's going to go grab a hold of the wastegate, kind of like you guys grab the mag. Everybody pay attention when Hodum leaves the line at Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Grab that 11 wrench and come on, turn that up. Just a smidgen. Come on. Well, Travis, I guess what my big question is, what what is the next weakest link? So you got the rod bearing issues. Like I know that these diesels can heat the piston up and it'll turn it into jello and melt it over the wrist pin and not phase a wrist pin or or um you know the rod, but extreme cylinder pressures are a lot I mean, what 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 do you what do you think the the biggest issue is now? Is it I mean, pump I, issue, turbo issue? What is it? You know? uh, I mean, you know, that's what's interesting is, you know, on the outsider watching in, some guys are having turbo issues. Some guys are having injection pump issues. Uh, some, we're, we're facing harmonics. We're, we've been, yeah. I've been chasing harmonics for two years. Um, right. You know, we, we'll fix it on, on the back end of the motor and we'll chase it right out the front end of the motor. And then if we get it, one year we got it uh, um, stuck in the middle. And it was back to eating rods and mains. I mean, we were just harmonics. Look at what we're doing. You know, we're building mm-hmm. 4,800, 5,000 horsepower at so many hundred pounds of boost. And, um, you know, we're just, it, it's going. It's a chasing. I don't care which program you're going. You might be chasing turbo issues. Well, why are you chasing turbo issues? It, why is the turbo failing? Is it because we're overspeeding it? Because the fins ain't thick enough? The wheel failing, the bearings aren't good enough. I mean, you know, we've been through it all. Um, guys, I, I I still will tell this story. The first year I was out, I went through seven bottom chargers. Jeez. How much so are those pop? You know, back in the day, this is almost embarrassing to say. I remember when I first bought my first three charger setup, uh, I went to Hypermax and uh Let's see, what did we pay? We were buying turbochargers. My first, I, I suppose I had four ones on back when I first got them. Cast wheels, I want to say for 4000 bucks a piece. 
That's that's a lot. A super farm charger back in that day was six thousand dollars for one. Nice. I mean, I had ten thousand dollars in all three setups. Not today. I'm gonna tell you, them days are long gone. But it was interesting where we have come from from then to now and and chargers and all that but uh and and i can't throw the turbo manufacturer under the bus on all them we broke oil belts we broke you know we were doing things um we were having oiling issues that we weren't realizing finally got me some good data acquisition by cody at corsa and uh, we finally put pressure sensors right at the turbocharger instead of just on an oil pressure line Uh and realized hey we were losing massive amounts of pressure through our lines, through our filters. So um, you, as we push everything, you find the next weakest link. Right. Of course. Uh, Jeff, a question from Josh Blackburn. How many times did you have to tear your motor apart this past year? Zero. Zero. Does that mean you've never had it apart since it's been put together? Are you like Travis? You get two years out of it? or? <laughs> well... <laughs> Yet to be determined, however, it has been zero thus far, except for the turbo really? problems. But yes, don't jinx him. Yeah, not that I mean, okay, Travis might get a speeding ticket tomorrow. I don't think you want to hex him. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for them, them running fire extinguishers. Uh, oh, shit. Question Okay, so again, we're here to educate new fans to the greatest motorsport in the world. And for those of you trying to figure out this dual of fuel talk, Super Stocks, probably the biggest show of the Farm Machinery Show next week, Friday night. Uh, you have six diesel Super Stocks, six alcohol Super Stocks. These guys never compete against one another voluntarily in the summertime. Um, but for one time a year, they do come together and compete. So best of the best guys here. But it's also it's it, it's like politics. And, I'm you know, one side can be Democrat, one side can be Republican. I'm not going to call one of you one way or another, but to try to illustrate. Side. What yeah, what we're trying to illustrate here is this is like a presidential debate. Okay, so we're going to treat this next question I have like a presidential debate because oh. the elephant in the room with all this is both of these classes, as cool as they are, they only have, I mean, call it what it is like five to six hard runners in each, which is they're, they're the smallest classes in pulling. So the, the topic often often comes up, why don't, why don't they just run together like they do in Louisville, which seems like a pretty normal question to ask, uh, but, it can't, but apparently they like to stay with their political party. So, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Again, I know you're not a politician. Answer this how you want, but nobody's going to think any less of you if you hit the Adam, Adam button. So tell me one reason why the dual of fuel should, should be combined in a, in a summer circuit, and then tell me why they should not. Start with you, Jeff. Well, I, I think Travis said it earlier, the diesels have a, a huge advantage on a shorter track. Alcohols have a huge advantage when they can stretch your legs out and go on that further track. Um, hang on. No, hang on, hang on. This is not 20, this is not CNN, Fox News, okay? Why should they be put together? Why should they? Yeah, why should they be combined in the summertime? Yeah, agree or disagree. Well, tell us why they should be. Tell me, no, 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 no. He's got to me why, and then Correct. he's gonna play devil's advocate. Tell me why I should not. So okay. you can talk this this lingo, but why should they be put together? Class numbers. 
they should. Okay, class numbers. Why should they not be put together? Your little spill you're going to give. Oh, well, give me another. Give me another tally for that too, Tyler. You know, for the, for the guests. Yeah, I got you, bud. It's much needed. We don't like politics in the show, and we don't want our guests talking politically. So, sorry, Jeff. Carry on. Yeah, you're running out of marker board there here shortly, Tyler. But anyway, um, you know, why should they not be? I mean, because it, it diminishes a class. You know, if people go to a poll and an event to see six classes and we combine the two, then there's only going to be five. You know, if we go to a poll where there's only four classes, we combine a class, there's only going to be three. Um, would that draw less people? I don't know. I mean, that, 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 that would be my theory, um, you know, and, and again, like I said, you know, going back to the longer tracks, outdoor tracks, longer tracks, alcohols should do a little bit better than the diesels. Um, shorter tracks, yeah, it, it's, it, it's the horsepower versus torque uh, uh, scenario. Um, the diesels have way more torque. Um, they can get it going and, and, and then, then they can, when it, the, the pan drops, they can get the, get the sled, keep it, keep it moving. We, on the other hand, get the speed. When the pan drops, we have less torque, so we can't pull it as far. Uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of my answer. Uh, you know, it, it just. No, no, no. This is your platform. Nobody's voting for you, but it's your platform. Yeah. So that, that, that's my theory, anyway. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I, I, I worry. I, to be honest with you, I worry about our class. Um, and, and we have not gotten to the very worrisome part, because if we did get to that very worrisome part, we would be combining the diesels and alcohols together. We, we would have to. Um, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But look at the number of competitors on the alcohol side. Look at the number of the, of the diesel competitors on the diesel side. Where is the new blood? I, 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 I don't see it coming in. I and mean, if you guys do, please chime in. Uh, but I just don't see that coming in. Um, and, and I'm concerned as we all get older um, that we're going to have problems with this class and, 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 and the number of events may decrease. And that, and that is a legitimate concern for me. So present day, you're, you're against it for the future. You're for it. Are you saying that, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Con yeah. Congressman Holden, Holden, are you, are you saying that? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I don't see it. I mean, it, it's cool if we do it in a select select events. I mean, like Louisville and, and like, you know, maybe a couple other places here and there. Um, I don't feel there's a need for it yet. Uh, however, I do see that coming in the future. Jeff, if you, in case you haven't tuned in, we have had some influence on roles. So we won't do it now, but we'll, 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 bring, we'll bring back your, uh, your quote in the years to come. So, Travis, and by the way, Travis, you look like a young Mitt Romney. Uh, imagine it's 2012 Jeez. and it's Mitt Romney. You're a young Mitt Romney, and you're in your Mitt Romney's has a diesel super. You cannot repeat anything Jeff just said. So, uh, tell me, tell us one reason why they should be together without going political, and then tell us why they should not without repeating what Jeff says. So, the tough thing is it's hard to not repeat what Jeff said because there's, there's the biggest thing is the reason the conversation ever happened was we should put them together because we didn't. Neither of us class had a good enough class number. Okay. The other part of that to throw that in there is, uh, and I've talked to Vaughn about this. He runs the same sled setting. So if the sled set the same, we're running the same. Once again, I don't have an argument. I, I'm okay. Hang on. I don't have nothing to hang my hat on. 
Now, when I jump backwards here and go, okay, why shouldn't we? Um, I do feel in our class, if you step back and step back and look at polling itself and look at the class sizes and what is happening in polling. Five years ago, diesel super stock class was the utterly most ridiculous class to ever get into due to maintenance and cost. Okay. This is a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Pro stocks have took that award away from us. Now we don't have that no more. That's, and that's my elbow to all the pro stock pullers. I love them. I love watching them. They're great. They're fun. Good people. What I do seeing right now is we've got new diesel supers being built. Bowers, uh, campaigns build one or two, uh, the olden boys, uh, you know, we've got some more blood coming in. But just like Jeff said, why is nobody going to the alcohol? I don't know that answer. I think some of it is they don't have enough hooks. So if I'm going to go invest and I'm throwing out a fictitious number, don't care what it costs, half million dollars in a pulling tractor, I want to have a place to go pull. Now, the good thing about PPL and TPA, you can run both classes literally as long as you don't go fuel injection and all of that whole nother discussion. We can run both events. There's places to pull. But do we need some more events? Well, sure, they need some more events, but they got to get new pullers. So that is a step-by-step -step process. I'll throw NTPA under the bus, and I hope not to hurt nobody's feelings. Oh, whoa, whoa, Jet, hey, Travis, we can't do this on a show. You can't, yeah. you can't hurt feelings. Okay. When they, Shut up, Tess. <laughs> when they allowed Cheezik to build the V8s. This is what I was going to ask you. Years and then turned around and kicked them out. That put a damper on in, on, on heavy alkies. That really did. So now we got to get back through that. I think the Cheez-Ix HD has proved that we can run an inline six against the V8s, all of that stuff. So that opportunity is back that you don't just have to have a V8 to win in the heavy alkies. Uh, Brett Payne and the Gloss boys are running good. All of them guys have done that. Travis, we had, we had we had the same thing happen in the mini rod class. I mean, the I think it was kind of foolish of them to allow the V8s. And for anybody who doesn't understand, I think it's 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 probably the biggest story of the super stock pulling in the last ten to fifteen years. And NTPA let the V8s into the super stock class on the alcohol side of it, and they dominated. And then. Much like they just did with Tyler, who's had a tractor in our class for 10 years, they say it was illegal, and they kicked him out. And the numbers got so bad in the class here the last couple of years, well, we're going to open that back up because we need people to come back. Now, these are foolish things that have been done. Either you don't allow them at all to begin with. I know it's, you can, it's always easy to be Monday morning quarterback, but I think that particular instance hurt both classes in some respect. I mean, it really screwed up everything. That's that's exactly what I was going to ask you, though, when you, you brought that I, up. I'm just hoping that we were weathering the storm, and I'm hoping in a couple of years somebody comes out and says, hey, I'm building a brand-new heavy alky. And, and right. you know, you know I, I just – You and far between, man. It, it is. It, it, it's it, a tough it, 
you got to be committed and it's hard you know the other thing is you got to have your builders because let's all be realistic right now tomorrow morning i'm going to call up and i'm going to order a brand new heavy alki how much no i ain't even worried about the money give us the dollars we said we we would get back to that if you're not going to go to Jerry Blackburn, you're actually crazy unless you've got a good enough relationship with somebody else. And there is good builders out there along with Terry Blackburn. Brent Payne, doesn't matter. I'm not going to list them out. But it's like you you got to be in it for the long haul to buck the system. Black Kudos to Blackburn. I mean, Terry and Josh up there, great. So, I mean, I don't even use them. I'm just on the outside looking in. They're great people. Build great we, products. We talk about it. You got it stuff. Works. You got a dyno and stuff. I mean, you do some yep. pretty hot shit out of that building. I've been there. You got a new building, though. So, right? so back to our earlier question. We, back to our earlier question, and we said we get back to it later. By the way, shout to you fans. Record number show again. Jeff, Travis, thank you for bringing the excitement to this show. Which one is cheaper? So we might have a prospective puller or a fan who wants to get the pulling. Which one is cheaper to buy? I want to bit the badass, the badass ass diesel super, most badass alcohol super. Which one's cheaper? I, I don't know enough about. I don't oh, know. Oh, well, we're, we're we're back to Mitt Romney again. Sorry, Mitt. Yeah, we're back to the presidential debate here. We're not going to give an honest answer. Because I will tell you this, it's all expensive. I don't care what you build, what you buy, what you build that's, or purchase that's already built. It's all expensive. It's it's crazy. And, it, and, it, and then you got to bring it down into what do you want to do? You want to do local polling? You want to do state polling? You want to do national I polling? I want to go with the farm show. No, no. I, 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 I want to go in the farm show. I want to turn aside. I want to build a diesel or an Alki, the most badass thing in the world. Which one am I buying that's cheaper? You better have a big I'm going to tell you, I think this from an outsider looking in, I think you could build an alcohol. Outsider? Hell, you're in the, you're in the damn thing. You ain't an outsider of fucking Mitt Romney. I think the alcohol would be cheaper because I know how much expense my diesel is. There can't yes. be nothing that costs more than that. So you consider what? switching? <laughs> Come, on over, Come on over, Travis. Come on over. <laughs> Come on over to the good side. Well, you know, you, you, look, you, 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 there, there's, you got to remember, Chase. There, there's building, and then there's maintaining. Hmm. So you know, a, a crank's a crank, a rod's a rod, a piston's a piston. Oh, is yeah. there? Is, and, 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 hey, easy. These are these are complex well, words for him. He he's freaking out. <laughs> well, and, and I truly and I and I truly don't know the answer. But again, a crank's a crank, a rod's a rod's a piston, a piston's a head's a head. You know, is there monetarily much difference in the actual purchase price of these motors? I, I, I would, I would, Travis, back, uh, you know, say, say what you think, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking they're the same or, or, or you know, what? No, they are. The there's, there's no doubt about it, they're the same. Right. You guys are you guys are to the point where you're running aftermarket blocks. You know, you're you're running aftermarket course, you're running aftermarket heads. Are you still you recast know? there? Just a factory recast? You haven't yeah, dipped into I that? I had a factory recast. Right? I was just checking. 
Mr. Thanks for your comments, Senator Hodel and Congressman Schlaball. Next question. All right, hang on. We got to have you guys don't have commercials in here, and I'll be back. It's okay. Jeff, Jeff, do you need to go get a beverage? Do you need well, to I, the, the, the problem is I'm out of beverages and it's cleared out at the hotel bar, and I'm not going to take time to do that. So I'm just fine. Uh, but I do need to do a, 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 a slight break, but I'll wait till Travis comes back. Oh, you just like your, just like your turbo your turbo situation, you didn't plan very well for this, huh? <laughs> You're exactly okay. right. We yeah. might be bringing we might be bringing a segment up here in a little bit. I don't know that we'll all be able to talk about it, but um, when you're in Louisville for the week, what are, what are your some of your key things you, you do? Because you probably get there early, right? Unless you're not behind like this year, no. trying to get your stuff there. You show you show right. up what Wednesday, Thursday. Sunday. Well, typ- typically, typically, and I think Tyler knows this already. We show up on Sunday night, typically. Um, however, uh, this year, I do believe we'll be showing up around, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And, okay, so uh, you're and still Wednesday there early. Night. Still there early. Oh, yeah. Still, still early, but not as early. Um, I, I've been known to, known to show up to polls, you know, a couple, three days in advance, you know, and then I get made fun of, but that, that's, that's okay. Um, right. It's to set up everything. Right. Right. Jeff. But no, so so Wednesday, so Wednesday, where I, I just talked to Justin Atchison uh, down there at the at the at the farm show down in Kentucky, and uh, volunteered uh, um, autograph signing on Wednesday night. Thursday, we'll get the tractor into broadband, we'll get it set up, get everything on display, get it cleaned up, get the wrap off the tires, get the extension cords taped down like we're supposed to, all that great stuff. Friday, you know, hang out with the fans, and Thursday, hang out with the fans, and then Friday night we pull. So that's the plan. Okay. And is there any um, establishments that you venture to? Um, I'm, I don't know if you get up on the bullet PBR or anything. You know, there's a there's a local establishment that a lot of us like to frequent there while we're there. Um, and it's out by the airport. Have you ever been to that that place, Stooges? Are you, are you talking about Stooges? Yeah. Oh. I have been there. Yes, have I have. Guys ever heard of, have you guys ever heard of the No Practice Podcast local establishment spotlight? That should be the next question. Oh, wow. How about, how about you, you, Travis? Travis, do you go to Stooges when you're down there? Yep. I got a thanks to the Bollinger crew. Uh, the <laughs> yep. first year I ever went to Louisville, Kentucky, no paint, didn't know what I was doing, didn't have a clue where we were, and uh, run into the Bollingers somewhere randomly, and they were like, Here's the address. Go to Stooges. Man, we had a great time. And then uh, I'll, I'll give the kudos to Bollinger Boys. So now every year, got to go to Stooges. Yeah. yeah, is this Stooges in Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're actually live on a podcast right now and uh, featuring Stooges Bar on our local establishment spotlight uh, with the tra- tractor pull coming up for the national show. Can you speak to what Stooges does, Stooges does locally there in the community? Uh, with all of the tractor pullers rolling in during the National Farm Show week. Y- yeah. Hello. <laughs> Did you hang up on you? <laughs> guys, guys, that, that might have been our first ever hang up. <laughs> wow. She's busy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Very friendly. Should I give it one more try? What do you think? 
Give it one more try. They need they okay, need this business. Try. We're gonna bring them. Do, do you want me to? Do you want me to the talk about part the Tyler that they hung up on? That was the best part. So, yeah, yeah. T- tell them that there's a chance that we might be kicked out of Freedom Hall after this. Ask for Big we Mike. We might, we, we might want a second location. <laughs> Ask for Big Mike. Is is that real, Adam? Is Big Mike real? Yeah, he's the owner. Is he really? Okay. Yep. All right, I'm going Big Mike. Here Welcome we go. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be... Oh, what, did they block me? I just dialed the <laughs> same a, number. There's a chance we might need another... No, we might need another site tomorrow morning for the No Practice Podcast, so... He's a manager. Talk about he, that. He's, he may be not the owner. He's a manager. That's from Mike. Maybe they blocked this. me already. They're done. They're done. They're Who's done. this jackass from Michigan prank calling us? Yeah. Hi, is Mike there? Uh, Big Mike? Big Mike? Yeah. Uh, manager? Uh, two different mics. Uh, we'll take the bigger of the two, please. Manager? Oh, he's not here? Okay. All right. Uh, well, tell, us tell us what's going on about uh, at Stooges there this evening. Well, I mean, it sounds pretty hustle and bustle there. Uh, tell us what you guys got going on for specials. Is the place packed? Uh, um, uh, well, we have wells that are only two fifty. Oh. So you get any kind of green for you know, $2.50. Then we got margaritas on sale, and we have, um, I think we have PBR drafts only a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty PBR drafts. This sounds like a very economical place to grab a beverage. Uh, we're highlighting you guys right now. Uh, other than your dollar fifty PBR drafts. So what are the other draws to Stooges there? Slot machines. Slot machines. We have volleyball courts. Volleyball courts. Is it outside seating? Okay. Ask about the farm show. Okay. Do you work during the National Farm Machinery Show week coming up here in a few weeks? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we're going to be in town for the National Farm Machinery Show. We heard Stooges was the place to be. Uh, um, would... so they're actually doing like a, they, they do like shows on, like during the weekend. I think it's Thursday. We're doing, um, I think it's the 15th, February 15th. We're doing a, it's like a, re- it's like a bikini wrestling. Show. Bikini wrestling? Bikini Tell bikini us more. I would imagine. And we used to do like wheelbarrow races, like Friday and stuff like that. And My wife competed in that. Wow. Uh, wheelbarrow races, bikini wrestling, and live music. I can't imagine any other place I'd rather be during Farm Show Week than. Ask right. them if, well, they, what, if they would host a podcast next what's, Friday. What's, what happens to be your name? My name is Kristen. Kristen? All right. Yeah. Well, when we get there in a few weeks, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully uh, see you, and we're gonna have a drink there, and uh, we're looking forward to it. All right. All right. Ask you about a podcast. Can we do a podcast right. there? All right. Thank Thanks. You. Bye. Now, Chase, I didn't want to Perfect. seem too needy. I already got rejected once. All right. <laughs> right. My wife, my wife actually got into the finals of the wheelbarrow race. Her and Rob, um, our buddy Rob from East Pole, and. Um, uh, Tell, tell us about they, it. They, well, I mean, you know, they just have all the stuff out there. 
No, not and, all the stuff. How does a wheelbarrow race work? Is it like a Home Depot unit and you got it full of logs or how's it how's it work? Two Adam? people. You hold okay. their legs and you walk oh. across the floor in your hands, which I told you uh. you better go wash your hands after uh well actually I think did they take turns? I'm trying to remember how they did it. It was late one night. Um man Your wife's a mother now, right? Yeah, but she just sick of ass. I don't, uh, honestly, I looked. I, I looked over and I looked over and they're doing wheelbarrow races. She said, "You want to do it?" Well, hell, they got down to the finals and I think they got screwed because I think the winner's like it's either five hundred bucks or something like that. But, well, yeah, um, for a topless wheelbarrow race, it's got to pay good. No, no, no. She didn't topless? take place in topless? the bikini wrestling. Oh, sorry, so, uh, sorry about that. Oh, I mean, uh, shit. I sent some pictures over to our the producer of our show. Can we get some pictures that I uh, sent you earlier of Chase there? Was, um, was Chase in the wheelbarrow race? <laughs> Mr. Producer. <laughs> Needless to say, Stooges is a staple for the Farm Machinery Show every year. And for you people coming into Louisville, Kentucky, we highly recommend Stooges Bar. You can hear the excitement. Uh, this place is so... <laughs> it's hard to see, but that? see that? Oh, that is Chase. It's is hard that to Chase tell. in a fire suit at a bar? Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> you guys, so I have I have, I have two that's pictures. I have that's two pictures real. here. That's this one's real. this this one's hard to tell, but there's a woman standing behind him, oh, and Chase walks in with his fire suit on, and you know they're kind of looking over the shoulder at him and whatnot, and he says, "Yeah," which I think he broke that night, but he's like. Yeah, I just came from the tractor pool. I just won twenty five thousand dollars, and yeah, I'm kind of a big that, deal. The girl Jeff. looked at and says that that's it. <laughs> no, no. So hold on, Adam. Adam, were they referring to the twenty five thousand dollars? Is that it, or yeah, you know, exactly. Case being, that's yeah, it. Exactly. Oh, Jeff with a that hot penis joke there. I caught that. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, penis joke there. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, no, yeah, but I don't think those pictures are real. It's yeah, yeah I, you're right. AI here. generated them. Travis and Jeff, when we meet up with you guys at Stooges, I hope you guys know enough to remove your fire suit so you're not just, you know, <laughs> hey, look He's at me. I ran up the farm show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like wearing it on the track. I surely ain't wearing it to the bar. That yeah. is a true oh, statement oh, right there. Whoa. Hey, oh, Travis, that's a, that's a question Whoa. for you guys. And if, if if we're at a pool, it's late at night, and you could pick one guy that you know if you show up their trailer, they're still going to be in their fire suit. Who will that be? Uh, hurt? Jeff's mm, good. Jeff's staying oh, in his fire suit? Hang on. I got to eat my words. Jeff left his on the track. I was going to say, yeah, he doesn't sense. eat. As soon as yeah. he jumped off the tractor. Yeah. Okay. We can't use him, but who? I mean, I would say it would have been Randy Petro. He was still around, no doubt about it. But yeah, that's fair. Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, best of all time, for sure. I, will I don't say think anybody I get caught checking my oil filter in my with still have my driving pants on, and the people start making fun of me. So I ain't the real fast about getting it off. <laughs> yeah, but no, hardly anybody wears it to a bar that's literally like fifteen no. minutes from the uh, pool. I could does. see if. You, that yeah, wasn't the farm show, Adam. That wasn't the farm show. That was a truck show. These truck show don't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Starting, it doesn't the matter. Quit trying to make excuses. Is the same. Yeah. Quit trying to make excuses. You're trying to grab some tail and show up in your fire suit. So, dang, I'm hot. 
just won twenty five thousand dollars, and she said, "That's it." Right? I don't think that part of the story is true. That's all you got. You, you know what they say about podcasts? You can't believe anything. You can only believe so much that you is heard yeah. on three sides of every story. story, story. Yeah. Sides yeah. Story. All right do do we got any uh do we got any fan questions we need to get to before signing off here, gentlemen? Uh, what do you think? Well, I do have a, I have one more question myself. We've had a ton oh. of fan questions. Okay. So obviously the natural connection with us and you all, you know, we're, we're not super stock competitors, but you know, a gentleman that we're friends with, he was actually our first ever guest on our podcast. Uh, he's jumping up to your class, Adam Bauer. He does not mind to turn mags and work on his equipment. So just to be real candid, Travis, are you nervous about Adam Bauer getting a diesel super stock? Because pretty well everything he touches, he's going to at some point kick your ass with it. Are you nervous about that? I'm excited for Adam Bauer. Me and Adam Bauer have drank a few beers for about this deal. No. I think he baited me in there a little bit one night over a couple beers, but no, that was cool. Uh, I think I'm most excited to pull against Adam for the simple fact of I don't think anybody can deny that Adam is an excellent puller in no matter what class he is in. For sure. And the challenge of pulling against Adam will, I think, make me a better puller. And um, I'm excited. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not giving him a free ride and stroking his back on that. I want to see he has never had to hold the clutch, run the throttle, and light a motor with turbos that's, on it. That's a lot so of things. For him. Oh, wow. So you're saying he can't, get, he, he can't even get off the line? So well, I'm not saying he can't. You know, and he's kind of the no-practice guy. You know, Adam, don't get to uh, practice. We already oh, had that. Who does practice? Who does practice in this sport? And, you know, an interesting story. So years ago, a very good friend of mine, Glenn Freeze, his mother was, uh, he's got a light super alcohol tractor and uh, pulls a lot of the Outlaw Pulling Association. I've known Freeze, though. He's helped me build my tractor back when we started building it. He lives 15 miles away from me. Great guy. And uh, he called me one day. His mom mom wasn't doing well. And he said, Trav, I need you to take my, my light super down to uh, Troy, Missouri. And I'm running points and just make a pass with it. And I said, oh, oh, whatever you need, you know, whatever you need. I, I had the weekend off and, um, you know, no problem. So I said, but, dude, is there a is there a chance, like, like I could sit in the seat and maybe drive this in the parking lot or something? You know, maybe, maybe just see what I'm getting myself into. He's yeah. like, yeah, come on up. So he throws me in the seat. We start the tractor. And I'd been around the tractor some. I do some electrical wiring and some plumbing help and different things like that. I'm not on the motor guru side of it. And uh, been around it. So, yep, got it in there. Yep, we drove it out of the shop. We back to the shop. He's like, you got it? Yeah, shit, this seems simple. He says, just like driving your tractor. Just like, you don't have to, it's just like driving it, you know. Bring the throttle up, load the clutch, do this. I'm thinking to myself, self. That thing of mine, there ain't no load in the clutch. It lo I just don't quite get this thing. So I'm. Just, we take it down to Troy, Missouri, and his daughter, Burgundy, goes with us, and, and she knows how to check the air and do all that funny stuff that you do, you know, with all that. I don't know why you guys do that, all that. That. That, that. That Adam Bauer does, yeah. Yeah, just bend it and send it, my motto, right? Oh, yeah. So they back me up. I get into the 
sled and whatever. And I mean, okay, so I'm, I got the clutch held in as hard as I can and I'm bringing this throttle up and I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up and this, this thing, and it isn't a little bit longer. And this thing is like, you know, you got the choke pulled on your old lawnmower and it's flooding now and it's blubbered and blurted. And I'm like, this, I got the throttle literally wide open. We're not doing nothing. But like, this must be the time that we load the clutch. And I move my foot like a sixteenth of an inch. And we go from blurbering, can't keep it running to 1,800 RPM to 8,000 RPM in 1.2 seconds. And the next thing you know, we are from chalk line to chalk line all over. I kept it on all four wheels. And nice. then we stopped. That's your finish. How did we and do? He says, so I call him up. I got like fourth place, you know, fourth out okay. six. Well, he did exactly what four. I needed. He paid around where all good. <laughs> he says, How was the ride? I said, Dude, I'll tell you what you need. You need 2,000 pounds on this son of a bitch because it's like a hog on ice. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like driving a goddamn diesel. There's nothing normal about it. I mean, you have that spark plug in there to lit the fire. Hell, that's easy. So to Adam, all he's got to do is bend the throttle and it goes. So, I'm telling you. Thanks for, thanks for tying all that back into our original question. Time, I want to be there to watch this. Yeah, all these dang alcohol, bend it and send it, fellas. I tell you, there ain't yeah. nothing to that. I think, yeah, okay, yeah, so I think I think that would be like, I drove a diesel Superstock one time. I choked it the first time. No. You think the... Uh, I don't know what's going to be more interesting to him is like the the clutch pedal pushing on him probably is going to be the 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 thing that he has to get used to. Yeah, yeah. And, and you really got to push it in there. Right, right. Yeah, Very sometimes cool. you got to. I mean, I so, I, so yeah. force feed. I heard I heard you're going to be able to bet on this shit. I heard you're going to be able to bet on this shit. So when Travis <laughs> Schlaubach versus Adam Bowers head to head. And he's he's paying out a lot. I should probably bet on him yeah. the way it sounds. Yeah, that sounds good. Me wrong. Okay, There's good good call. Out there good that call. can bend it and send it with a turbocharger the first time. I'm betting on Adam Bauer because he can do it. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's fair. All right, that's probably a good bet to, to jump on early. We we are over two hours now, so we gotta we gotta wrap this up before Chase falls asleep on us. But one segment we gotta touch on yet is called Two Truths and One Lie. And uh, Travis, I hope Chase told you about this. Uh, I know he didn't tell Jeff, so I had to inform Jeff. Uh, Travis, are you prepared for this segment? Do you know how it works? Actually, believe it or not, Tyler, today I was driving down the road and think, God, I got to come up with my two truths and one lie. So I yes. have them wrote down. <laughs> All right. He's one, of so our thousands, he's, one of, he's one of our thousands, fans, thousands of fans across the yes, world. Yes, yes, of course. For, podcast, yeah. for those of you that are big Hodum and Travis Schlabaugh fans that are just tuning in for the first time, how the two truths and one lie segment works is each of you are going to tell us three statements, all presenting them as truths, and it is up to us three to tell you guys which one is the lie. Travis, take it away. All right, so I'm going to base this on a little bit of the history of me, the kind of behind the hook. You guys all probably, a lot of people seen the behind the hook that the Bowling Green guys, which thank them for that. That yeah, was shit. a fun experience to do. I thought You're a, a movie star. Awesome. Awesome, awesome exposure for the sport. It was a badass series. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I thought that that was, and I'll tell you what, if anybody gets a chance to do that, I'll tell you quick, real quick. 
between me and Allison, we spent about 10 hours, eight to 10 hours of interviews to make that 10 minute clip. So it wasn't just, you know, a 20 minute ride around town, whatever. So kudos to them guys. Kudos to the uh, blue shirts for doing that. I thought that was super awesome, but here's my three. Absolutely. Uh, first one, I was born in Florida. Second one, I graduated high school with a 4.0 and was valedictorian. Third one, I was married and a dad at 18 years old. Well, before before we guess, Travis, congratulations to you for being our first ever guest who writes them down on a note card like he's reading his ABCs in front of his first grade yeah, class. Uh, that's tough. I feel like this is the hardest no, one we've had so far. Uh, Chase, no, do you no, go this first? is this is so easy. It's so easy. No, number two, the 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 valid the the valedictorian. That was a valedictorian, right? Yep. I was. I graduated. No fucking chance. There, there's, there's, there's no chance. You you've already said you you pass cops driving on the road and run over a fire extinguisher. That's not valedictorian. Fire extinguisher. Worthy, so. Yeah. Yeah, He's fire extinguisher. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Hey, this pre the presidential debate starting to get to him. Yeah. I don't know. Travis is looking pretty smart. He's got multiple desks covered in papers. That's a sign of intelligence. Everybody knows that. But I am indeed going to go with number two as well regarding the 4.0. Fire extinguisher. Yeah. Uh, Adam, what are you thinking on that? Oh, I know it's number two. So... I'm just listening to Jason's presidential blabber, Tra like much like Travis, people. Tell us all about being born in Florida and being a father at the age of 18. I was actually born. I, um, my mom and dad were from Iowa. But my grandpa used to go to Florida every year for uh, retirement. So that's when they moved down to Sarasota, Florida. So I was actually born in uh, Sarasota, Florida in 1973. And then, September of 73, they moved back to Iowa in like November of 1973, but I was born in Florida. Um, nice. I was, you know, I was very young for my class. Uh, Mom sent me to school because she didn't want to pay for daycare, so I had to go to, uh, born September 11th, September, I think, 15th was the date. The school one that held me back, she's like, nope, he's going. We need to get him out of the house. But, uh, yeah, blame your mom. I always, I up. tell that story. My daughter was born September 9th, 1992, which was when I was eight, 18, 18 years old. I was so, turned 19 the day we brought her home from high school. Or from, so you picked uh, up uh, high school. You picked up but breeding very quickly. That's yeah. I'll tell you what you learn then is you, it's time to get a second job, and you got to get busy and go to work. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I, my other one that I originally had wrote down, Chase, you'll get a kick of that. First one was, I was going to say, I have a four-year degree in psychology, but I knew you guys would never fall for that one. Right. <laughs> Travis, I got to ask you something because we love our fans. That little note card or sheet of paper you have, would you be willing to sign that? And then we're going to do a little contest at the end of this podcast for people who share it. Someone's going to get that mail to them in the mail from Travis Slawball. You will... I'll I'll give you a postage stamp. I'll pay you back for the. How good is your handwriting? Uh, basically, you, you should send that to a fan though. Can you put it, put, it, put it on your screen? Put it put it on your screen, Travis. Is there really a yeah. note card there you got? Does Does your okay. handwriting look. look like a child wrote it like mine does? 
Oh, yeah. Look, Travis, we used the same things. I didn't write anything on this one today. <laughs> Travis, say, so we're going to do a little promo to at the conclusion of this podcast. For, some, for people who share this, they're going to get a signed version of that from postmark from you to their inbox or to their you mailbox. The you're welcome. Address. You're That'd welcome, Travis. I'll provide the stamp. That's right. a big deal. Right. Jeff, I'll pay you Jeff back for Odom. the stamp of the beer. That that is a tough act to follow, Jeff. When it comes to two truths, one lie, uh, this gentleman came prepared, and I hope you are pre prepared to come as well to this segment. Prepared. Well, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and All right, I too did prepare for this event, and these two truths, one lie that I was told of about what two hours ago, and I did it electronically. On my notepad on my phone. Well, AI. you're going to have to mail your phone <laughs> Take it away, Jeff. You guys, did Jeff did, just did freeze? Did Jeff freeze up? <laughs> oh, my God. Well played, Jeff. Well played, Jeff. I think he locked up. <laughs> oh, he's locked up. Oh, here. gosh. I can All say right. so much right now, but Chase. Jeff, your Wi-Fi sucks. Hey, Chase, <laughs> pretend you're Jeff Hodum. And tell us Jeff's two truths and one lie. Uh, he just poor left. Fella. <laughs> poor fella. Chase, go for it. Come on, Chase. You're going to hold up the show if you don't do this right now. Three, two, uh, one, go. So I'm Jeff Hodel. Uh, yep. Go. Two truths, Jeff, one Hurt, lie. Jeff Hurt and I have slept together on a trailer floor at in the pits. Um, okay. Okay. I have ran a uh, super stock tractor without checking my oil filter. Okay. Um, I hate diesel supers. Okay. I'm going to go with the first one as a lie. Adam, what do you think? Well, I don't know. That's a hard one. Uh, I don't know. I bet Adam him and Hurt have probably slept on the floor of the trailer together. It, him him, and, him and Hurt have laid down somewhere together. Uh, on a, a trailer floor. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Oh, he's back. Okay, in. okay. Hopefully, he didn't hear anything we said. Come on, yeah. come on back, Jeff. Yeah. Come on back. Yeah, Jeff. On. Jeff, get on here. Yeah. I think our backstage producer may be asleep right now. Yeah, I think um, so. Okay. Pretty, pretty bad. Oh, Jeff, we're sorry. Jeff, we're sorry. Uh, we can't. Tra we can only do so much. We're hey. already over our limit. Yeah. Hey, Travis. Which one of those do you think is the lie? Ooh, I That's would say. I can believe them two ended up sleeping on the floor. Yeah, I've been drunk enough with Jeff. I think I slept on a trailer. I guarantee he's time. run with the he's he's run the oil filter without checking it. So yeah, be the last. yeah. He probably checks it every pass. Okay. He's like me. I I always check the oil filter every single pass. Well, you got to even in a pull off. Do you before a pull off or no? I have. No, I have. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, when my dad, Bruce, goes to check the oil filter before the pull-off, I look at him when he's got the tool, and I say, Dad, no matter what you see inside that filter, you are going <laughs> to run it anyway, so don't even check it, because what's it matter? Huh. Right. Yeah, back in the day before we had all this new stuff, like, I don't know, a lot of it's preventative. We check the oil filter just to make sure that we don't have any extra, you know, you got to push rod burning or something. You Absolutely. Know, we we uh, never have those Chase, very often, but Chase, can you, can you quick call our producer to let Jeff back on? Um, 
Yeah, he already okay. went to bed for the night. Uh, oh, okay. But Adam, well, you're the same way as what I talked about earlier. Is you know the, the everything is more sophisticated now, so I, we're all taking that little extra effort. Sure, absolutely. Guys, we've got Jeff back. Jeff, can you hear us? Jeff, apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, we may or may not speculate on what your questions are going to be, but the floor yeah. is yours. Two truths, one lie. Jeff, yeah, take it away. I, I heard some of that. And if you say something about you and Jeff Hurt laying on the floor together, I, the internet might go dead. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna ignore that. But, yeah, so, yeah. so two truths, one lie. As a child, I ate cat food as a snack. Okay. Number two, I once navigated sailing from island to island in the British Virgin Islands. And number okay. three is I didn't really enjoy farming, and I didn't until I started tractor pulling. I'm going to go with number three. I'm going to go with number three. Chase, Travis, Adam, what do we think? Travis, what do you got? I'm going number two. You're almost valedictorian. I want to listen to you. Yeah, I'm going number two. Yeah, me too. Number two, you've never been in the British Isles, Odom. In fact, yes, I have. I have been navigating the oceans and been in the Virgin Islands dancing with the fine island women. It is a great experience. I recommend that to anybody. And yes, I did eat cat food as a kid. Oh. So you didn't. You have picture fun. evidence. None of this shit's believable. Can you prove through fi pictures? <laughs> Those aren't uh, podcast sensitive, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you have a? Did listeners. you have a? Did you have a particular flavor that you liked, like meow mix? I thought yeah, you were actually, talking about the you, island you, women, you Adam. Yes, it was actually meow mix. Do you remember the little dog bones that had the meaty centers in them? Oh my the god, yeah, too. No, had meaty centers. no, no bones. No, not you, because you were born <laughs> no. in like 1990, you dummy. Right. Anyway, yeah, so I would poke out the meaty centers too. Damn it, sometimes, boy. Sometimes you got to poke out the meaty center and consume it. And on that note, okay. I think it's time to wrap it, boys. Yeah, meow mix is a good sign off, Jeff. <laughs> Travis, our record number of viewers, people love Diesels versus Supers. Thanks for being politically correct and also opening some behind-the-scenes uh, opinions on this. You guys are elite. Camp, you know what I really want to happen? So we have – I don't know if you heard, the No Practice podcast will be live at Louisville prior to the Farm Machinery Show before this podcast. You might be at Stooges after they listen to it. But I would love for a – Travis Slawball, Jeff Hodum, one-two finish. Either way, if that does happen, we will uh, – all of our fans that are that are tuned in tonight, we'll, we'll come up with something fun to do. We'll come up with a T-shirt, Hodum, Slawball, no practice podcast T-shirt uh, for that one-two finish, and we'll give it away. So, fully on, fans. Travis, let's do it. Don't, don't be let's surprised do if there's a T-shirt that says Jeff Hodum likes Meow Mix. On our, uh... <laughs> I mean, no, but all better, me better meow mix than meaty centers. <laughs> That's right. You guys right. go. You guys go one two. We're gonna have a T-shirt. We're gonna give away to fans. So we're with you. We would bring you on Friday if, in, in Louisville, but we know you'd be busy. Uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Our comments were awesome. Again, these podcasts could go for three and a half hours, but 
we do have people that have to have jobs and have to work tomorrow. Give us a uh, rating Adam and subscribe. Had, Adam yeah. Adam has uh, people shit he's got fixed. And like he said, uh, we have merchandise on the full pool merchandise link. We have uh, like, subscribe, give five stars. We're going to give somebody Travis Schlawball's notepad uh, <laughs> comments there. We're going to we're going to mail it to you in the mail via Travis's uh, stamps. And uh, again, it's been awesome. Two hours, 20 minutes. Anybody else got anything to add other than we love these guys and we love this podcast? Thank you guys for doing this every other Wednesday. It's, it's, it's fun to listen to you. It gives us something different. Way better than watching Dancing with the Stars with my wife, I can tell you that. <laughs> that sets yeah, the bar guys, very well. So oh, on. I really appreciate it. Since you, since you guys are fellow pullers, you got any uh, guests that we you should – uh, we maybe make public that you'd like to hear from us. Hmm. We got the after hour segment coming. We're going to talk to these guys. Hey, no, right. hey, Jeff and Travis stay on afterwards, but fans, we love you. See you in two weeks live from Louisville freedom hall stooges, special shout out. Cheers. Happy pulling. See you soon. Cheers. Peace. That's a wrap. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Practice Podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Stay tuned for the next episode where we guarantee there still won't be any practice. Bye-bye. That was 